When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. There is no middle ground. Hear my words and bear witness to my vow. Night gathers and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall take no wife, hold no lands, father no children. I shall wear no crowns and win no glory. I shall live and die at my post. I am the sword in the darkness. I am the watcher on the walls. I am the shield that guards from the realm of men. I pledge my life and honor to the night's watch for this night and all the nights to come. The things I do for love. I drink and I know things. Dracarys. Are you entertained presents the Game of Thrones Breakdown. All right, welcome to our Game of Thrones Season 8 slash Series Breakdown podcast. This is the first time we've ever done something like this where we're really going to dive deep and break down an entire season and an entire show, so I wanted to do it big. I have a few homies in the studio who haven't been on the podcast yet. We have Joe McKinney, Taylor Hutchins, Colin Miller. Um, one thing I like to do for first timers who have been who haven't been on the show yet, um, we can do this rapid fire because this is going to be a long podcast. But uh, just to give a little background for the fans who are listening, um, I want you guys to reel off your favorite movie, favorite TV show, album, artist, sports team. Quick, uh, I'll start. I'm Taylor Hutchins. So my favorite movie is probably Shawshank Redemption. I'd say TV show that I've really dived into is probably Game of Thrones, to be honest with you. Um, for my favorite artist, I would say probably either Travis Scott or Drake. I mean, I have wow. a bunch of variety. Wow, Travis Scott is I don't his know. fave. I, mean, okay. I have quite a bit of variety. Sports <laughs> team, I'm a LeBron stan, so wherever LeBron goes, I go. And for and, I'm, and I follow Iowa State pretty much everywhere as well. Okay. Young Col call. Colin Miller on the mic here. Favorite movie. <laughs> We've got to go with Wedding Crashers. Uh, TV show, I like to dive into uh, anything really HBO, Game of Thrones, Entourage. Uh, also, 24, you can't go wrong with Jack Bauer. Um, artists, uh, got to go a little country. My guy Jason Aldean, maybe some Luke Bryan. Uh, you already know that. Sports team, go Hawks, baby. We got uh, Joe Snow McKinney here. Uh, favorite movie, right now I'm about to go with the John Wick trilogy. Uh, TV show, we're going to go with Breaking Bad. Album and artist, anything by Kendrick Lamar. And sports team, we're those Chicago teams, uh, little Bulls and little Cubs. I'd like to come back in and say I forgot about Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll put it off a little bit. I'll put him. He hasn't had an album in a while, so he's actually Bruh, one. I need a Kendrick album to save hip hop right now. All right, that is our loyal crew for the night. Um, yeah, you you guys know me by now. Trey Lessio, the Don of Entertainment, bringing together the Game of Thrones diehards. We're all Game of Thrones diehards here. Uh, this show actually premiered when we were juniors in high school. It's insane to even think about it that way. I don't think any of us really hopped on like at that moment, right? Nope. Yeah, we all kind of came on the bandwagon, and I've been watching it for like a few. I think I I caught up with season seven and i watched seven no eight six seven and eight i think live 
So I, I've been a little bit. I in this in this day of streaming, it's kind of hard not to just stream it and binge it. But uh, yeah. It has consumed a lot of our extracurricular discussion. We talk about this at the bars when we meet up. Like Game of Thrones has been a big topic. So I'm excited to kind of talk about it on a podcast and really break it down in sequential order in a, in a real way. Um, yeah, so we're, this is a spoiler alert. We're, we're going to spoil everything. So if you haven't seen the final season, if you're catching up, or if you plan to watch it in the future... Press pause, come back later, and listen to this episode after the fact. We're going to spoil everything. Spoiler alert right here. Um, this is, again, going to probably be a little bit of a long podcast, so thank you ahead of time for sticking with us. Taylor's shaking his head. He has shit to do, but we're going to break this shit down. Um, we, like I said, we have a lot to talk about, so let's dive right into it. Um, <clears throat> so let's start off with this new season, season eight, the final season. Um lot of different takes from a lot of different people, some hate, some people like it. Um, we're going to break it all down. Let's start off, I guess, with the first couple episodes. I, I looped them into two because it's kind of one big buildup, I think. Um, yeah, so in terms of buildup, do you think that these first two episodes successfully did what they needed to do. I know uh, in our group chats that some people said that there was zero action and they didn't really like them. But then looking back, I think maybe we might appreciate the first couple episodes as maybe two of the better episodes. I don't know what you guys think. But um, yeah, so what, what do you guys think of the first two episodes in terms of buildup? I personally enjoyed the first two episodes. I thought the first two episodes were fine from the buildup with all the reunions that we were waiting for from season seven to season eight mm -hmm. i mean you haven't like with john and all them you haven't seen them all together since season one so yeah. getting all them back together was was good but i mean looking back now i think that took too long <clears throat> excuse me but yeah i think looking back because it's a six season or a six episode season it just wasn't quick enough but like, yeah. when i first watched it i didn't have a problem with those two so see um, see i remember talking to joe bell and he couldn't be here tonight but um we he said right off the bat, and he's one to give some hot takes right away. He doesn't let it sink in at all. But he didn't really, like, right right away after the first, I think, episode, he said, trash, no action. I'm like, bro, like, they built up so much. Like, the part where um, I think the best part of the first episode, at least, was when uh, Jamie goes to Winterfell and then he sees uh, Bran. Like, that was so fucking dope. I, I love that. And the... Yeah, that so like the, it was all about the interactions for me. I I mean there wasn't a lot of action. I think maybe one not really important character died in the first episode. Maybe that was the second episode. I don't I don't remember. Yeah 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 you're right. Um, but like it was all about the interactions, and I think more so episode two for me. I think I liked episode two better than the first one, but um, it was all about the interactions, and I think they pieced it together kind of beautifully. <laughs> Colin's raising his hand. I would have to uh, agree with Taylor. I did actually enjoy the first two episodes, uh, but I would say that uh, just in the season as a whole, with uh, only having six episodes, I mean they should have. Uh, I think they should have branched that kind of into just one episode, uh, especially with episode three being the long night. Um, I just think uh, I did like all the characters, kind of the reunion and stuff, and, and my guy Tormund chasing after the big woman. I, I really respected his game on that one. Uh, too bad they didn't end up together. I, I felt his heartbreak there. That was terrible. But, uh, you know, I, I thought as a whole for the season with the first episodes, I, I did enjoy them, but I just think 
um, that it should have been kind of uh, grouped into one, uh, just with it only being a six-episode season. So, To me, it seemed like the first two episodes were definitely one episode that had to be split into two because of how long they were. But I think it was all worth it seeing the reunion and seeing uh, Sir Brianna Tarth finally become knighted. Oh, yes. That was a sweet part, but yeah. um, <clears throat> thinking back to, I mean, those episodes, I don't know. I mean, the cool part, like you said, was seeing what's-his-name come back, though. It was cool to see um, Jamie come all the way back and try to fight for the living. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it could have been. And then I thought for episode two we were going to get at least something about the Night King, like more yeah. about his backstory and that, and I was kind of pissed that we didn't. Instead, it just carried on. <clears throat> and then up here they come, they show up at Winterfell, you don't know anything about him <laughs> um, as much as you wanted to know because like, I think it's been very minimum, <laughs> very minimal episodes we actually saw the Night King. I mean, yeah. like the true Night King, like yeah. the guy. I mean, we always but, saw his White Walkers. But and I do think the the fact that we don't know really anything about the Night King is also what kind of made him the big bad guy. Like, think about the Joker, Heath Ledger. Like, we know zero backstory, and he's the biggest badass, probably best villain of all time, I would argue. But we don't have any background. And I, I personally want it. That, we, we're going to get more into it when we really break down the Battle of Winterfell, Winterfell in Episode 3, but um, I th- personally think that the Night King was one of the biggest wastes. Um, I right, think that right. they... I don't know. I, I just wanted so much more with the Night King. They made him out to be the big bad guy, and then he dies so easily. Um, and we can kind of talk about that. <laughs> we can kind of talk about that. But um, I don't know. Like... On the one hand, I appreciate that there's no backstory, but on the other hand, we really didn't get anything to really complete his story. He just comes, he does his shit, and then he he goes. Yeah. So I think this is going to be a recurring theme throughout this podcast and that this season is it wasn't like the other like so season 7, season 8 weren't really like the first 6 seasons where we didn't get the detail that we were looking mm-hmm. for. So, like, when Tyrion asked to sit down with Bran and discuss who the fuck Bran is <laughs> and what he does, no one, no one like, really knows. Yeah. Put some respect on so Bran the know. Broken's name. <laughs> so, and then it just cuts away. Danny gets up and leaves, and Varys falls. We don't get to see that conversation. It's just we miss a lot of de- detail, and I think it's because we're trying to rush through this whole entire like, season, get to an end point. Right, I would agree with that too with um, Tyrion and Bran. You know, they have that big sit down and then uh, kind of towards the end of that episode, Tyrion is kind of going around saying we're going to be fine, we're going to be fine. So it kind of kind of makes it seem like we're going to figure out what they talked about and it was just one of those where we have no idea what happened. So it, mm-hmm. it, just the whole thing was, was kind of rushed and you know, just kind of getting to the, the long night episode. So, so here's my thing. Um, I, I don't want to – like I – I think overall I'm going to try to defend this season as much as I can. Like, like obviously, I, I this was – I don't want to say, like, the worst season, but I don't think it, it resonated was. as, like, well as, say, season one. Like, I don't think it really captured that emotion that I felt in season one and th- two, three, four. Um, but I did – there were a lot of aspects that I did enjoy. I do like what you got, what all you guys said about the conversation between Bran and Tyrion. I, I, immediately, I wanted to know more um, because, yeah, we don't really know anything about the Three-Eyed Raven. That That's another – that is probably more so than the Night King, my biggest waste. I was kind of on board that Bran was going to be the Night King or something, um, not just a dude in a wheelchair and, I mean – We'll, we'll talk about it, but he ended up being more than that. 
Um, but I don't know. I wanted something like a flashback or something to piece together. But I really wanted to know more about Bran because I felt like he had the most interesting journey um, with little explanation. Like like you said, with the, the whole Tyrion thing, um, I would have definitely loved to have been a fly on the wall and hear that conversation because we know that he made the journey and became the Three-Eyed Raven, but how, what happens after that? You know, he goes back to Winterfell, but he's still the Three-Eyed Raven, but they really didn't loop it back of anything with the Three-Eyed Raven. In the last in this last season, I think he, he warged back and was a, a raven again to go see the Army of the Dead, but we didn't see anything of it, right? The army of dead you said yeah no we didn't see anything i mean i i just feel like i would have loved to know more about bran and the three-eyed raven more so the three-eyed raven there's always a hot take out there that i've been that i've seen where it's that blood raven who was the original three-eyed raven the guy that he okay, met the, in the old tree, guy yeah that he actually once like bran got touched by the night king he was like he took over pretty much from there on blood raven took so what's his name got killed in that cave or in that tree okay and blood raven actually was the one that's been controlling through Rand's body, which is which is a very odd take, but okay. I mean You're a Reddit guy. I am a Reddit you guy. You are definitely a Reddit guy. Reddit. Man, the problem with these fucking theories, I swear, part part of me thinks they kinda ruin the show, to be honest with you, in Twitter, because like I cling on to every fucking th- theory I hear and I'm just like, oh my God, this is so cool. I hope it happens. And then really no theory no theories came to fruition. I mean, the one with Daenerys that we'll get to, but I don't know. Well, if D&D probably were better writers, it seems like a lot of guys on Reddit come up with better fan fiction than than actual storyline. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend them, but I'll wait for that. <laughs> Do you have anything or you want to move on? Okay. We can move on. Um, yeah, so... Do you guys have like I, I we talked about Brienne getting knighted, but does anybody else have a favorite part from the first two episodes that they want to talk about? To be honest with you, I can't even remember much from the first two episodes yeah. of what actually happened because it feels like there <clears throat> nothing really happened. I mean, the biggest yeah. things was Jamie came back, and <clears throat> I mean, and then all of a yeah. sudden the, at the end of episode two, here comes the dead. Yeah. They're waiting on the wall or waiting right outside the gates. Yeah. My biggest breakdown with episode two is kind of just. I mean, everyone that they didn't show anything in King's Landing, so it was basically just a reunion at Winterfell right before the battle or the Long Night, basically. So I actually really enjoyed episode two. Um, but the thing that kind of pissed me off was it was kind of like we were hyping everybody up, basically, and giving them all you know good laughs and stuff because they were getting ready to die in the next episode for the Battle of Winterfell, and then we'll kind of and then they did break that down um, <laughs> in the next topic. But yeah, but then like nobody, like yeah. there's a few people that die, but not like any of the big names like Jamie and Tormund and yeah, um, you know all those guys. So. That was just kind of kind of my letdown on that. I mean, it was it was a great episode two, but then it to me it didn't really follow up with it in episode three on the long night. So okay, what did we think of Arya and Gendry getting freaky with it? As everybody, well, I did not see that coming. That was yeah, that was that a, was episode that was two. A, yeah, because they wanted to do it before you know they died. She's a grown woman. She can do what she wants. No, I I, I I'm not saying it the other way. I'm just saying. There was the it fucking was, Vegas thing of who's, was, who are we going to see topless first, and I definitely did not see Arya being the one. Hard to watch because you, you think of her as like just this this girl, like not like an adult. Like I mean, I think she's like our age. She's like twenty four or something. So twenty. Okay, yeah, I think she's. But still, yeah. you don't think of her like that. Like growing up, like you know, less like streaming or binge watching all these episodes. You think of her as just like a small, you know, innocent girl, which she's really absolutely absolutely not in the in the in the series. In the series, she's a <laughs> badass. So. Yeah, fair enough. 
All right. Um, now we can talk about kind of the first big episode of this season, and that is, uh, I think it's actually called The Long Night, but we're going to call it The Battle of Winterfell, uh, episode three. Um, first off, let's talk about the dark cinematography. A lot of, a lot of people hated it. Um, did you, did you guys have a problem with that? I watched it on a monitor and like a normal, like nice gaming monitor or whatever, but that's where my Xbox is. And I saw it perfectly. Honestly, I didn't really, I mean, it was dark, but I could see everything. I mean, I understand if you were watching on TV, say if I put it out in my living room, I wouldn't be able to, I mean, I'd be probably to go back and rewatch and see what the hell happened, but I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah, I started watching it on my uh, big screen TV out in the living room. And me and my girlfriend, we couldn't see jack shit. So <laughs> I literally turned it off, went to the bedroom, tried that TV, and I could see it. So it wasn't a huge issue after that. Yeah, I mean, the way they – obviously the way they – like every the director set it up is it was at night. And um, so I get it. I mean, you know, people are going to have issues with it if they couldn't see it. Uh, they couldn't see everything going on. I didn't have any issues with it. I'm kind of the same boat as Taylor. I watched it on a monitor. Um, and I could see everything and I, I thought it was cool to have the episode at night and like with the Dothraki and the fire on the, like the swords and like going out there, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was an idiotic move. I mean, why would you send the Dothraki <laughs> after the dead? I mean, why not just keep them there? But you know, we can, we can break that down here later, but I, I didn't mind the, the darkness, um, with that episode. So, so I recently took a screenwriting class and the guy who taught it, the instructor is like a big game of Thrones head. And I think he actually has a podcast breaking down each episode from like a writing standpoint, which I haven't really listened to fully each episode. But one thing he said in the class is they wanted this episode to be on the level of say an Avengers, you know, in terms of, how big and how cinematic it wants to be but in all reality it's a tv show so they don't have movie budget so what do they do they make it dark and they make you like it it all kind of the fight all happens kind of inside your head like we don't actually we see like very few people in the army of the dead but it's just kind of the build-up and the the thrill of them coming for you so i think i think it was more of like a cinematic cinematography stunt kind of like i i thought throughout this whole uh season the cinematography was amazing it was gorgeous there were beautiful shots one of the best shots that i've seen in tv in damn near a long time was the shot where um it was the last episode when Daenerys the camera was coming up the stairs and we see the wings come out and the dragon wings that shit was so dope and there were a a bunch of other ones like in the episode three um when it's dark and it's up on Daenerys and Jon and then we see the whole Dothraki with the fire swords that shit was amazing like the cinematography was beautiful um I did have a little bit of trouble watching it. I was watching it downstairs in my basement on my TV. Um, I think like the one thing that like I was really like, missed was when Jorah came back. I was like, "Who the hell is that oh, that yeah. came back?" Because when some of the yeah some of the some of them survived and came back. Jorah, yeah. Which- you know, after seeing episode six, um, the majority of the Dothraki survived. Yeah, I, so how the that, I guess that I, that's, that's a, another uh, weird part. I don't get that. How many people were there army though originally? I don't know how many. I can't remember what the numbers were on the Dothraki. That's why. I, I mean, was it a high number? Because I, I mean, if it was a super high number, I mean, they didn't have a ton. I mean, they had a couple thousand probably left at the end of it. I mean, 
I'm they sure they didn't send them all. Like half survived. That's probably what I would assume. Yeah, because I don't remember what the numbers were from the top of it, but yeah, they just made it. They made it seem like all the Dothraki died. The way, just the way they did that. Episode, I mean, why would you? The Dothraki are like they they fight on their horses. So why would you have them charge at the army of the dead? Why not just have the army of the dead come, keep the unsullied in front, and use their damn spears and and whatever, and you know, bash them all down and have the Dothraki keep running throughout everything and killing people? Why? Does that make sense to you guys to have them charge them and just see them all basically die? So you're talking in terms of like strategy, right? Right? Yeah. Just I mean, stupid because you there's, you watch them go out with their swords on fire and you literally just watch all the fire go out. So well, telling you that they're all dead. Yeah, and in I think seconds, that was more of a cinematic right thing. Yeah, it was badass, but it was, I thought it was cool, but. <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely because right. it looked cool. Right. But, um, yeah, there were a lot of people who hated the strategic elements of it. And I know well, there was another part well, with, the, I was gonna say, with the the worst part Iron is, Fleet. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm not saying that. Oh, I'm okay. saying with, with the trebuchets, it's like, here, let's go send our guys out there. All right, now we're going to send the fucking trebuchets this out. This man too. knows the fucking trebuchets. And, <laughs> and it's like, it must be a fucking Reddit thing. And it's like, why, why would you throw that out there when you have your own guys out there? It's like, what, they're going to die too by it? They're going to get hit by the fireball coming in? They're yeah. But I mean, there there is a lot of strategy behind it that wasn't. I don't know. I mean, that wasn't really. I feel like I don't thought out. I, exactly. I don't think that element was fully thought out. I think. I don't know. I think they just wanted to tell their fucking story and get it over with. But we'll we'll, we'll get to that more. Okay. One more really cool cinematic thing that happened is when the dragons went above the clouds yes. and we had that, that first fight. Shot. If I was the type of person to have dragon posters on my walls, <laughs> that'd be on my wall. <laughs> That fight, yeah, that fight, yeah, that fight that they had in the in the skies with Viserion, Rhaegal, and and Drogon, that was one of the one of the best shot I thought yeah. in the whole whole series. Yeah, I, mean, I know exactly the shot that Joe's talking. That that shit was beautiful. That that was cool. And the crazy that thing is cool. how much the Night King affected that by how how much snow and how foggy it was or whatever it was out there. Just like it was like a it was a blizzard pretty much yeah. in the skies, and they like and you know it happens because what's her name, um, Danny and. John run into each other almost mm-hmm. and yeah. somehow they don't fall for dragons yeah. but we won't talk about that because <laughs> we won't talk about that one <laughs> that's not a big deal yeah okay um, so going more into you know the action sequences of it um, one thing that I found really interesting is these characters and their uh, contribution to the end game of this episode specifically uh, the red woman, I don't know, how do you say her real name? Melisandre. Melisandre. Lady Melisandre, I think. Yes. And the other, you say his name too. Go ahead. Beric Dondarian. <laughs> the fire suit dude. Yes. Fire sword dude. <laughs> Come back um, life I feel like times. they played a really crucial part in helping the powers that be beat the Night King and the Army of the Dead. I just thought, I did not see that coming that they would have such a crucial impact. Honestly, what I was going to ask you guys, and they both worship the Lord of the Light. Um, I, I I feel like, do you guys think, did you ever think that they would end up being good guys per se? I always thought the Red Woman would has was evil at her core. I think. She, I mean, she had. Good she was elements, always but. looking to be on the victorious side of versus the dead, it seemed like. So, I mean, she was with Stannis, RIP. I wish he would be the king, to be honest with you. Really? He was sick. I liked Stannis. Really? Yeah. Okay. But that, but the that, whole thing but with me, the, the one part I can never get over is her burning that girl. Yeah, that, that was. That is so that fucking that was one of the and then, and toughest watch. Could not get over that either. I, oh, man. That, that was fucking. I will say, I think. That was powerful shit. I think with Barrick. The point of it was to bring like 
light to the Lord of Light, pretty much, to bring it to life, like how it can happen, how you can be resurrected a hundred times or whatever it was. How many times? I mean, it wasn't a hundred, but it was I like six or something. six times. Yeah, I think so. It shows the power of the Lord of Light, and then I think obviously Melisandre so, was. I mean, she was the one behind it all. I yeah. mean, okay. The one scene that I will say it was awkward was when she came out from like nowhere at the beginning of the episode, yeah. but she came from where the White Walkers were. In the, in the, in <laughs> that the, is in, true. I didn't think about like, that. It's like, damn, somebody's like, did she just come behind them all and just like creep right through with her hood up and then so they thought she was dead? Or yeah, what? but that's good. I didn't ever think about that one, but I don't know. I always just thought the Red Woman was going to be kind of a bad guy. I never thought she would end well, up being... A savior. Well, she, yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, she ended up, I thought, I didn't really care too much for her character, but... I mean, she was hot, but... Well, <laughs> she ended up, I mean, obviously, she brought um, she brought John back to life in what episode, or season six, six or whatever. So that was that was a huge thing for the series in a whole. But then she, you know, she kind of saved uh, saved them all in, in this battle when she lit the... The, the um, whatever, moat? The torches yeah. or whatever. Yeah. The, the yeah well no just like the barrier around yeah. the whole castle yeah i mean to kind of save them for a little bit there and and let them catch their breath i guess you would say but um you know as a whole obviously she was a pretty key character in the whole series i mean she was around for most of the seasons and you know it it kind of at the end there i mean i kind of started liking her i didn't oh, yeah. really like her much and and then you know she played kind of a huge role in the long night and helped them win and then she kind of had like a a kind of a big ending at mm-hmm. the end, you know, just walking out of the castle and, and you know taking off her necklace or whatever that keeps her young, and, and she just yeah. dies basically. So that was that was pretty cool. So so what do you guys think of the Lord of the Light, Lord of Light? I mean, I feel like they hyped it up so much, and then yeah, and, and then like I don't know, I I know I get the fact that their purpose was to come and help them beat the the White Walkers and the Night King, but. I don't know. I don't. Did that do it for you guys, or did you want more with the Lord of Light? Because I feel like I don't know. The Lord of the Light, Lord of Light, was kind of at the center of this whole series, Wrong and the fact me. I don't know. I just I I felt like I didn't feel real satisfied with that. If you've read the books, I think you know a lot more than what the like. So I haven't read the books or anything, but and I've binged it in three months or whatever it was, two months, and then so it's like I didn't know much about Lord of Light or anything like that. But I mean, I feel like if you watch the actual or if you read the actual books, you would know about it. Like for me, I personally think, I mean, I think it was rushed. Like I said, if they make that maybe the last two seasons, 10 episodes each, yeah. I mean, I think you have the opportunity to dive in a little more and understand it more. But I mean, it's briefly brought up and I mean, you just know it's the God that they believe in and that's who they're, and they believe that they can see it through the flames. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I, I the whole time I was thinking like there's so many of these gods like we have the old gods the new gods we have the Lord of Light we have the uh, many face God we have the God of Death I just the whole time I was and I was thinking like who I always thought that we were gonna be presented with the true God of this world you know what happened was is these writers got scared about writing about the fantasy elements of this show. As you can tell, they got rid of ghosts. They killed the dragon for no reason. And they got rid of the Lord of Light stuff. It's all just went away. We don't know what happened to Bran. We know nothing about the Night King. They didn't know where to go with it. They could have made this thing 12 seasons. They're Not even 12 seasons. They could have made this thing 15 seasons if they really wanted to. I mean, George R. R. Martin wanted right. to keep going. Yeah, I'm in the same boat with Joe. I mean, it, it's... 
you know, the Lord of Light, Bran, the Three-Eyed Raven, the Night King. I mean, there's so much untold. And going into this season, they made us wait a whole extra year for, for season eight, so everyone's all hyped up. You're hyping this whole thing up, and then you just – it everything just feels rushed in six episodes. I mean, they were they were decent episodes. I'm, you know, I, I wasn't the. I mean, it was probably one of the biggest letdown seasons for me in all the eight seasons. But it- all right, let's move on to Arya. She was a big key factor in episode three in the stance against the Night King. She became the hero of Winterfell when she stabbed the Night King, killing all the underling White Walkers, um, and the Night King, obviously. Uh, do you agree with the choice of Arya being the one to kill the Night King from a storytelling standpoint? As Sophie Turner said, Arya's that bitch. Yes. But to be honest, with pop, you, from, pop, pop, <laughs> from 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 my viewpoint, I really wish it would have been Jon Snow. I wish Jon Snow would have done the majority of the main deaths, killing. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, I would agree with with John. I mean, because as they keep as the seasons. Um, you know, keep going on. Jon Snow's kind of the one that keeps having the run-in with the dead and the Night King, and so they kind of they kind of gave it some build-up that it was going to be Jon and the Night King. And even in this episode, Jon had the chance, but then you know the Night King did his badass thing where he raises his hands up, and everyone dead comes back alive as yeah. the army of the dead. But I, I like the way they did it with Arya. I thought that was pretty badass of you know her coming out of nowhere. But you know, as we're going to talk about. It was too easy. I mean, she, she just comes and stabs him, and then the whole army's dead. I yeah. mean, it, it, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, do you think the fact that they made it uh, be Arya, was it kind of for all the people who were guessing and all the theories they wanted to kind of prove, like, nah, you ain't going to get this right. Like, fuck you. <laughs> like, Do you think that was any factor, or do you think that they had this plan for uh, uh I think it's been more planned. I mean, she's – you can go back to the seasons where she's done stuff like, like they said, like stealthy stuff like that, where she's like creeped on John in episode one or two, whatever it was. And she's he's like, how'd you get here? I didn't see you or didn't hear you. Okay. I mean, I think her role has been developed to this point. Cause I so mean, you think she's basically been planning for this and like working towards this? I mean, I don't know if she's planning. Like I, I think said, especially with the many face God. I mean, I just, I, I mean, mean, she becomes an assassin. She's been trained to do it. Yeah, and that's, exactly, and that's and what I, think, I meant. And the opportunity rate I mean, brought itself to her and she, and she went for it. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna just bring some up. Real quick. I don't think it was. I don't think they're like planning Arya to kill the Night King. Like, I don't think she expected that because as the episode kind of keeps going, you know, Arya is a badass and killing all these White Walkers. But then she ends up, you know, falling a couple times and then uh, falling back basically. And you see her hide down in the library. So she kind of seems like she's out of it and she's, you know, she's kind of had enough. But then, as we've talked about the uh, the lady, what was her name again? The the Melisandre comes in and meets her and the Hound, and basically, you know, what does she say? Like, what do we say to the guy? Right, right, and then so, and then that just like goes in Arya's head, and then, then you just like you don't know where she just leaves, and you don't know where she goes, and then you see her kill the Night King. So, I didn't mind it being Arya. Uh, I thought the whole scene of how he dies was cool, and how it kills the rest of the army. The thing is, this is the very first time the Night King's ever even been in like in the fight throughout the, all the seasons. He's had all his henchmen do the dirty work. And the very first time he goes in there, he dies. It's just, and he has like two inches of of spot where he could get hit and actually die without like armor covering him. And she finds it, and yeah. And then the whole, I wouldn't. I wish it would have been John, just because I like the prophecy of him being the prince who was promised, which we'll talk about later. 
I'm guessing when we get to John as a character breakdown, but he in three hours. <laughs> <laughs> he he had the coolest story being a bastard and him being Aegon Targaryen and everything. And then it ends up meaning absolutely nothing. Yeah. And I don't know if the Night King like knew about this prophecy or something. Because every time they he stares him down, looks at each other, and he avoids yeah. coming anywhere near John. So I don't know if that was part of it. I read, I read theories where he was the Night King because they had that connection. You know, there were multiple times when they had a stare down. You're like, when you go back and watch them, you're like, damn, could there be something? And then, I mean, obviously it ends up being nothing, but I feel that, yeah. Big call? Anything? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Um, if we had four mics, it'd be a different story. I'm sorry. True. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I really wanted the Night King to be more than he was. I I think I think a majority of our issues are the fact that there are only six episodes, and I think some powers, you know, that B probably made it that way. I think you know maybe HBO didn't want to shell out the money to make these expensive ass episodes. I'm sure they were expensive to make. They would C- have. What? I'm pretty sure they said they would have. They would have gave them all the resources they need. It was just really. It was D and D that you they, think? Oh, it's hundred. It's it's known. Oh, they said that they give them every okay. resource they wanted. Okay. It's like see, I th- I always thought it had been HBO. I, I did. Too, I didn't hear and that. I read into it. And it's, yeah, and that 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 gets hard with an with a series as as big as this. Is these you know no name actresses and actors become big name because of a show like this, and then they want to go be movie stars. And I get that. I mean. I was he, telling Joe and Colin before this. I mean, somebody brought up the point is maybe D and D wanted to get to Star Wars since that's their yeah. next thing, or Star Wars told them like, "Hey, speed this up. We need that, to get to that." Very well could Star be Star Wars. I mean, that very and well. And I'm could sure be. they're getting probably paid more by Star Wars than they are going to get paid from Game of Thrones and HBO or that very HBO. Well, I guess I, I I totally agree. And you guys said that you read it, but like I I still it, it blows my mind that why why do they settle on six episodes? I just feel like. They could have easily done a ten episode season, you know, this season and last season because last well, season was seven. But like, I don't know. But you know, with the Star Wars said, thing, they they settled for thirteen episodes when everything else has been ten season episodes. Yeah. Like he said, yeah, it's, I read it that the writers believe that seventy three hours was enough to finish the show from the get go, and that's I fair. and I honestly think that's bullshit because I think that. HBO. there's no way you're telling me you sat down on day one like all right this is gonna be 73 hours that's it we're gonna be in and out <laughs> 73 hours we're gonna finish it up and what i mean if they did maybe they got too long and they're like oh shit we only have 13 hours left and we are not gonna get what we wanted to get done here yeah but, i mean here's my here's my thing i'm not them so here, here's my thing i i try and think about things from like a writing standpoint um I am a D and D defender. Like I, the thing is, they create. Like obviously, they didn't fucking create Game of Thrones, but they have been the showrunners from day one. So the fact that, and I, I get the whole like they lost their source material, and so they were making it basically up themselves with George R. R. Martin kind of playing in the background. But the same guys who wrote the spectacular ass. 100% Rotten Tomatoes season and episodes in season one were writing season eight. So I, I don't want to hate on them too much. Like I do think they're brilliant and I do think their world building and their story arcs and their storytelling is out of this world. 
out of this world. I know I, I, I will defend them because I, I really think from the get go, I think the storytelling on this show was fucking beautiful. And I know that the source material stopped and a lot of people like to argue that that's where the show started to go downhill. But so you like season eight then as a whole? I mean, I'm saying I'm not saying it was my favorite, but I'm saying like, so you're not going to say it was bad. You I'm not going to say it's bad. No, you don't think it was bad. I don't think it was bad. Okay. <laughs> Joe has something to say. So I started reading the first book because I wanted to see how close and how yeah. and good the books were. Too, so. so I'm 300 pages in the first book and it is exactly the same as the first season. The only difference I can see so far is that Tyrion has different colored eyes in the book. One eye's blue and one eye's brown. And so like close. So I can see like how once they lost the source material, how they had trouble filling in the details. Because George does such a great job of giving everyone this beautiful storyline and plot throughout the season so far. Um, so, so basically you're gunning my life. No, <laughs> what, what I'm going to say is this was still really entertaining. Yeah. It just, it's, it's just a little disappointing. It, I think everyone would agree they'd like this to be two or three like seasons of ten episodes, and it probably would have been much better. But for whatever reasons we don't really know, it wasn't so but that isn't saying like i didn't enjoy it like it was still was fun to watch and we'll get to like season episode five like i agree like the episode that episode was so awesome and everything that happened but (laughs) but it didn't play out with Daenerys. it didn't make sense it needed more detail and like plot building to get there. What are we, what are we talking well, let's about get here? Episode, episode four. Five. Episode four. Oh, let's first. get into it. I want to break. It's gonna this piss down. me off. So here we go. I want to break down episode five. Hell yeah. Wait, you want to break down what? Oh, is that what we're getting ready to talk about? Episode five. Well, right? I mean, I, it doesn't matter. We can jump Screw around how we four, want. That episode was trash. No, episode four. What? There, there's nothing in episode four. Episode five. Let's go. I, I guess I did kind of jump to. What do you want to talk about in episode four? We're just going to skip over the fact that uh, John finds out that he's the rightful ruler and that uh, he should be on the crown. And I don't he want tells Sansa. Fact, I feel like they kind of jumped over that. I That's don't. the whole point. They jumped over the whole point of the whole entire show. They just skipped it. Yeah. I don't want it. <laughs> You'll always be my queen. <laughs> but, like, I don't understand they just skipped the whole point of the show in these whole, this, like, whole season. We'll get to, like, the last episode. It doesn't even get brought up again. Yeah. And uh, so we're in that fourth episode, and they, they decide we're going to – they have a celebratory, like, dinner and stuff, and it's really awesome. And uh, Tyrion calls up Brianna being a virgin, a virgin, and all that stuff happens, and it's all fun and games and stuff. Danny sees that the North people – like John more than hers, you can yeah. kind of see like the that. Biggest, build, that's biggest, part of her. That's part of her. You can see like building up. Like I don't have the love of the people. Yeah, blah, the biggest. Blah, blah. The biggest letdown in or to me with episode four, four is okay. So they basically they burn all the bodies. I mean, you see uh, some of the main characters that died in episode three, and then you know they have the big piles of bodies and they burn. But then Tormund leaves with Ghost, and um, I, I saw a lot of a lot of hate on that with with John just saying oh. You know, Ghost is going to go with you now, Tormund, and they didn't really get that farewell, and everyone was pissed because, you know, they're spending all this money on CGI with the dragons, but they can't do it with Ghost. But then, obviously, in episode six, it, it comes back, and, and you get to see that. But that was kind of a letdown in episode four. I want to go back really quick just to make a point on – so on episode two, 
they showed like remember at the end of the episode there was like everybody together like they're gonna die we thought everybody gonna die well you know what skip this episode four they're all there still right. so i feel like that point from season from episode one and two like you said that should have been one episode right. and then three could have been its own or leading up with the night king on episode two by itself and then four we could have had i mean it was a bullshit episode like you said i mean I feel like we just missed opportunity. They missed opportunity, not we, but they missed the opportunity. I feel like I'm a part of the yeah. the, the writing. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I was saying earlier with episode two. Episode two, you know, after watching it, it was great because, you know, y- you were so hyped for the uh, the long night and the fighting and who was going to die because they basically it was a hype up video and showing all the character characters at uh, Winterfell, and you just assumed that a lot of them were going to die. But, you know, then, okay, now fast forward episode four, the majority of them are still alive. So what was the point of episode two? I mean, it just, I'm in the same boat with Taylor. Is, Kill him. You know, it just, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I didn't agree, I didn't agree with it. So here's the thing. Game of Thrones never had a problem with killing off their characters. Right. And now they, it felt, it felt a little safe. It just felt a little out of place. Um, and I don't know, like, I, I, I hate to like we'll we'll get to it but like the fact that they choose a democracy like that's what they wanted to choose i'm cool with that like it's a story of democracy like i i don't like to nitpick those type of things but like i don't know there there are certain aspects where like this show what's what's the ramsey bolton quote where he's like if you think that if you think this is going to turn out uh, you think this is gonna be a happy ending you haven't yeah that's it that's it and i feel like that that was a really powerful quote because game of that sums up game of thrones you know ned stark dies in the last um episode of season one and that's who we thought was going to be the main character of the whole show um you know things like that so i don't know it just felt it felt a little safe is that is that a right word to describe it i guess yeah i mean it's fair but i mean to be honest with you, episode four, I don't even know what the biggest thing that happened. In well, it. yeah. Ju- okay, Joe's. Well, Missandei dies is the biggest yeah. thing that happened. Oh, at the so end of it. That's right. Off. So that's what they, they, uh, they traveled to King's Landing basically in, in like seconds. I mean, they were all in Winterfell. Yeah. And then a second later, they're in King's Landing. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> and then the they mic. also, yeah. we had to get the, sh- the mic. No. <laughs> we had to get the shot of them flying the Dragonstone and, oh, the dragon and then not seeing a hundred boats with crossbows in the air right. when you're on top of a dragon and it gets shot down. Right. And the reason why is because they're just trying bullshit. to make it it's easy, bullshit. like trying to make a fair fight for Cersei when they get to get there. But it's it's we'll bullshit, Joe. It's what it is. It doesn't is. even fucking matter it's, because it's, one it's bullshit. dragon destroys everything in two seconds. Right. Thank you. It's bullshit. You know, the one dragon oh. dies in, in episode four <laughs> right away. It takes two seconds to kill one dragon. So you're going into episode five thinking, well, Sir, or Daenerys is fucked because she only has one dragon and they have... A thousands of crossbows locked and ready to go, but she burns them all down in, in a minute, and the whole city's burned down. It's it's just it doesn't make any sense in it. You know the pace the pace got messed up too in the last two seasons. Like in the early episodes, I mean, it would take them four episodes to get to where they wanted to go, and now it's like, oh, we're leaving here at the beginning of this episode, and we showed up. It's like, damn, dragons can fly that quick. I didn't know everybody was jumping on the dragon, and you guys had your boats behind you or whatever you had with you, but. That's the problem I have. I mean, they're just getting there so fast. It's like that's where it's, it kind of sucks that they didn't make these last two. Se- Honestly, if they would have made the first couple seasons shorter, 
and then they push these ones to be right. 10 to 12 episodes, I think a lot of more people would have been happy. So but let me a- let me ask you guys this. With how easy that first or the second dragon, I guess, died, wh- which dragon was that? That's uh, a Taylor question. Big Rhaegon, right? Oh, the Rhaegon, whatever. Anyways, so with seeing how fast that, that dragon died, I mean, going into episode five, I mean, I think we all kind of felt that, you know, like Daenerys and Jon, they were going to win, but... Like, the, with how easy that dragon died, y- you would think that when Daenerys flies into King's Landing with a dragon that they would have gotten shot down. I mean, wouldn't you think that? After seeing literally, like, every 50, 50 yards, there's a big-ass crossbow on, on all the walls yeah. and in every single boat. I mean, yeah. so they're so, showing, like, thousands, a thousand crossbows. Yeah. Like, I think I think the weird part was in, the, in one episode – one crossbow kills one dragon, and then in the next episode, one dragon kills all the Iron Fleet. I think it just kind of right. Like I was talking yeah, to you like, when yeah. we went out to dinner. Like yeah. it shows what's the what's the main guy's name that was running. You're on Greyjoy. You, it shows you're on. You know, take his first shot and miss. And it's like, okay, where's the rest of the thousand going? Like, did they forget to load up right away? And now they're fucked because it just keeps showing them loading it up and and missing. And it it only. I mean, it probably only shows. Like five or six, five or five or six of them actually shooting at them. So it, it just it kind of feels a little played out to me. And they also look so slow when they reload and like right. that whole process. And it's like from that first time when he gets shot down, it's like damn. It's like this this could be a problem for them. I was like, I was like, what? I don't know. I mean, they might lose all their dragons. And apparently, they might crossbows lose. are automatic. Yeah. In the yeah. Episode four, we can just start firing these. It has an like aim crazy, bot, and then we'll just aim right to the boats, destroy all those, load it back up. We'll start shooting at the. All they need to do in King's yeah. Landing is shoot all. I don't know. I don't think there's quite a thousand bows, crossbows, whatever. But 500 of them at once, all 500 of them shoot at Daenerys. I'm pretty sure they're gonna at least hit them three or four times, and then they're fucked. And then Cersei wins. I mean, am I right? Like it? It just played out. I mean, it just shows Daenerys burning the fleet and burning the the main walls at King's Landing, and it's like, how did not like Cersei said? You know, all it takes is one good bow. But they fucked up. It all it all it shows is them reloading and reloading. Okay, like it just. I don't know. Also, did Danny not learn how to use her dragon until episode five or, or whatever it was, or episode six or whatever? When then she started actually burning them because she came straight. She came down and she didn't do anything and she just flew away instead of trying to actually attack. And you just lost one of your children, pretty much. Essentially, I mean. She was a coward and ran. Yeah, she was like, "Oh God!" It's like, no, you have a dragon. It has fire. Blow them all up. Like you can easily end this now. Another point of episode four, dragon gets shot down. Okay, they shoot all the crossbows. All you have to do is fly around to the other side of the boats where they're not pointed and just destroy every single one of them. Like I you agree. Did in episode five. And that easy. the problem I too also have is it's like, I think if you would have flipped the situation with the bells and made it like that her dragon got shot down and then she went mad, that would have been such a better scene. Joe likes that take. I mean... I, I, so I'm saying if say when she, the bells start ringing and then she goes crazy and kills everything in right. episode five, it's like imagine if that was instead say her dragon got shot down and then she went mad and got them all done. I was like that makes a whole different story right. or makes the story so much better I think from a storytelling standpoint because like I said essentially those are her kids. Right. I mean she birthed them or not birthed them but she walked into the flames with them and came out and then she had dragons so. Yeah, if you're going to make it a moment where she just snaps and decides to kill everything, the bells ringing and her doing that doesn't really make sense. Right. Why are you killing I, I was talking to them people? while you were taking a shit. I was telling Joe and Taylor my theory, and Taylor said that Daenerys was not was not in King's Landing during when her dad died. So that wouldn't make my theory wouldn't make oh, sense no, okay. then. But I, I'm with you guys. I think 
you know, the, the whole seasons one through seven is like Daenerys wants peace. Like she wants to free the slaves and she's, you know, for the most part, a good person. Like, yeah, she'll kill people who have slaves, but it's, it's like in King's Landing, it, other than Cersei and her people and, and the Lannister army, everyone there is good. So out of nowhere, why did, what, what made her, I mean, I get it. She's the mad queen like her dad, but leading up to seasons one through seven, it doesn't show that. I, so why are why, I mean, why burn that, everybody? That is one thing I'll disagree with you. Like, I think there was a, a subtle enough buildup. Well, like, I get it. Like there was, everybody there were, in her corner started dying and stuff. So I kind of get it. I but think, to, but to kill everybody to me, it's, I don't know. Like well, I, she, I get like if if all three of her dragons died, like I could see that would be a cool snapping point. But the way honestly, it happened with the bells, like, well, I, I think the one thing if I could pinpoint it to would be them chopping off um, her Mil- best friend's head, Melisandre. Yeah, yeah, Melisandre. She's Melisandre. Melisandre. One more thing. Sorry, but I I I'm I'm okay with the fact that they choose to make her the mad queen i think that yeah i, get, I, I, I get i'm that, totally but, okay with that but the storytelling of her from leading up to seasons one through seven it there is no showing her becoming like a mad queen if you go until season eight when like jorah mormon or more i can't pronounce all these jorah jorah yeah. yeah so when he dies and then Sonda or whatever his name is <laughs> dies it's like yeah okay, but you can kind of see it but that makes her snap and kill but i millions think of people I, I would argue, and I Why think... Why not just fly up to King's Landing and, and burn the Iron Throne in Cersei? In and, season three? Yeah, I get that. No, in, in episode five. Why not just fly up there and, and burn well, Cersei? Well, Taylor's whole thing was, why, why didn't she just do this like, I in mean, the beginning season? It's, it's easy for me to sit here and judge all this, but it's like her main goal was to defeat the Lannister army and, and Cersei. I so think, fly up there and burn Cersei's tower... And the Lannister army is going to... I feel like her. Joe has something to say, but I want to say one thing about the Mad Queen. It, like, that's a hot take. I mean, why no, not No, that's do fine. That? Okay, that's fine. Uh, I just think that there have been subtle points throughout the whole show. I, I'm If I go back and watch this, I bet I could point... Name three right now. I bet There's one where she says, I'm going to take King's Landing with fire and blood. That's that's like a big one, I when feel like. When was that? I, it was early on, maybe like season three or something, like... I feel like if you watch it back, you can right. point out things where she's like, damn, she fu- she's pretty fucking wild. There was one point where she crucifies people. I mean, there, well, there are multiple. There are mul- that makes sense, though. That's not but you would think people. if she's a true good person, she would show mercy. I feel like there are multiple things that mm-hmm. that kind of foreshadow a little bit. And, like, you can argue that you don't, like, if you don't, if you think she should rule and be, like, um, the queen. Like that's fine, but I think the fact that they chose if if that's what they want to happen, the Mad Queen, I'm okay with it because there are things in the past seasons that kind of build it up in subtle ways. I would agree. I think there was points that, like I said, I mean, he she killed Samuel's brother and dad, Dickon. Yeah. <laughs> she killed Dick, R.I.P. Dickon. <laughs> yeah, there was foreshadowing throughout, like the, the all the seasons, but there wasn't. Uh, it, there wasn't like in this past season enough of her. We got one scene, or two scenes maybe with John too, like the one with her and Tyrion in episode five, right before she goes to King's Landing, where she looks like shit. Melisa, or Melisandre's oh, dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wanted her to be like, no, we're not gonna stop after the bells and just say it then. Like I'm gonna kill everyone there. Like, right. That'd been fine. Or like since they did the snapping thing with the bells, like it had been something more crazy. Like Taylor saying maybe that's where Rhaegal dies and she gets pissed and does this. But I wanted like to see her just like becoming mad, 
like just to see it like building up like her hair is just bad for a whole episode and just looks like shit because she doesn't miss Sunday there anymore and Jorah's right. dead she doesn't have all the people there Viserys is traded uh like is a traitor. yeah a traitor and everything like that and it's just tough breaking news uh HBO confirms there will not be an Arya spinoff was that was that a thing <laughs> <laughs> I literally just I literally just I just got the Twitter notification that's fine <laughs> Do we want to keep moving on, or do you have any other takes with, I guess, Daenerys? We can move on to episode six. Okay. We'll discuss that more in depth. Well, I, I do want to talk about the Klegan Bull. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. 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 Do you have something else? Well, Go I was going to say something about Cersei and Yeah, Jamie and Cersei we and Jamie. I was it's, say, it's, on, it's, so it's next, yeah. Are we talking no, about that good. first or the Klegan Bull? Let's talk the Klegan... Yeah, let's talk the Klegan Bull, and then let's talk to Jamie and That was uh, the only Cersei. reason why I liked episode five was the Klegan Bull. Real, see, that was I I did see I that was my favorite episode see, as episode five, and you guys all text and you're like, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" And I'm like, "That shit was fucking fire." They got like a forty eight percent. I don't care about that shit. <laughs> I don't care about that shit. I think that in terms of the season, if you look at the season as a standalone, I think that was the best episode in terms of from episode one of this season and the build up and the character and the interactions. I think that was the most. Action pack intense episode. That doesn't make it the best episode, though. I think it does. <laughs> that episode should have been the final episode of this yes, season. Totally agree. With the whole nother season being Daenerys's fall and yeah. John yes. or Bran, mm-hmm. if he was yeah, a different character, becoming Bran the, the new king. Bran the Broken. <laughs> we'll get to it. Like the episode was fine, and just the build up to her becoming mad was just what killed you, me about it. You need yeah, I just. Yeah, it just just piss me off because of that but the game bowl i will say my man the hound i think i think his character arc might be the best in the whole show from episode one i hated him at the beginning i was like this guy sucks and then come season whatever season he started being with aria i was like when he took her out i was like this dude is the shit yeah when we get to our character breakdown and we don't have to do every single one but i think him and one other character that i'll mention are like the most complex yeah yeah in terms of arc and how they change but i just thought i mean they did give us some comedic relief in the fight when he's like just die you fucker (laughs) yeah (laughs) or however he said it he said something like that yeah he like laughs when he stabs. I did. He doesn't go down. I, did you get? Did anybody have any? Be- Colin, go ahead. You can. Well, say real what quick, you I, say. I just thought of this in episode four, I believe, because uh, I want to get to the Clegane Bowl as well, because that was the best part of that episode. But uh, we did not talk about when uh, Jamie and Tyrion were sitting in some bar or whatever, and Bronn shows up out of nowhere, and it was like a two-minute scene, and like you don't really see Bronn at all in the season, and I feel like. Right, he's one of my favorite characters, and, and that just happened. And wait, who was your favorite character? Braun was one of. My oh, Braun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Bron. sorry. I was so confused. I thought you said Bran. I was. He shows up with a crossbow and yeah. says, "You know, he wants High Garden." That I think that was the most forced storyline of season eight. I right. think so. I mean, what was the point? And of that? and it they didn't even come let, to they fruition. Left that part out of the episode, and no one would have well, missed it. Yeah, he's the Prince of High Yeah, Garden. but still, it felt like it was throw- but like, you it felt so throwaway. You get what I mean, though? Like, they could have not showed that scene, yeah. and it wouldn't have made It would have been fine, yeah. Like, it, you know. Yeah, it felt so, that that scene felt so rushed. Right. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, Clegane Bowl. Clegane Bowl. What, what did you think? It does was any, badass. Does anybody that, have any beefs with the Clegane Bowl? No, it was, it was sweet. I mean, especially, you know, when it first starts with Arya and um, 
the hound of what, what's his what's his name um, Sandor. Yeah, Sandor. So when they're like making their way up to the tower, and he says, "If you come with me, you're gonna die." And then so Arya looks at him and says, "Thank you." I love I that love that Sandor. I love that scene. Yeah, that was deep because she he was on her list of people to kill. Yeah, and so that was kind of deep. That was pretty sweet. And then as he makes his way up to Cersei in the hound or the mountain, mm-hmm. um, and then the mountain ends up or Cersei was like, "You got to stay and protect me. You got to stay and protect me." And, and what's his name? Basically, the guy who Kyburn. made the mountain got fucked up. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Kyburn. Kyburn. Kyburn got screwed. So that was sweet to see that. And then as they start battling, like he knocks uh, the mountain's helmet off. And that was sweet because we've never really seen that. Uh, yeah, that was that was badass. And then just the whole fight was sweet, you know, because obviously the mountains like this steroid fucking yeah. super super yeah. human Frankenstein. Like you can't that's kill him, and so that that's like the whole the whole thing throughout all the seasons is the hound wants to kill him, and the only way to kill him is by basically throwing him off the tower, and, and, I, and so he takes his own life to do it. I, I think I think it also needs to be pointed out that I mean he chose. To, he knew what he was doing, right. you know, tackling him into the fire, right. conquering his fear. So I think that was a big point that maybe not a lot of people thought about. So you know, and the thing you look, I look back on here is, you know, so when he looks into the flames at one point, uh, the hound, and he, he sees, sees like an image or whatever. Yeah, he sees the wall. Something I happen. think. Right? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know what he sees or happen. And, and my question is, maybe he saw that's how he has to go out is by going diving into what he was so scared of yeah, and that dying could be. into the fire. When he looked into the fire, he saw the wall and that's what, was that what it yeah. was. I guess I, I think it was the wall, but I mean I don't got, know. Then they got like their sample of white walker Okay, I guess I didn't. That's fair. Enough. But no, I like I like that take. Um yeah, I thought the I thought the hound versus the mountain was fucking dope. I, I thought they couldn't I have done watched any better. that for another 30 minutes. Right. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> for real. Okay, let's talk about Jamie and Cersei. Um Lot lot of different takes on this. The biggest waste of hyping a character or a villain up to me, I mean they cert to, to me, Cersei is like the villain of the show, right? I mean depending yeah. on who you're depending on who you're rooting for. So she I mean she doesn't she basically doesn't give a fuck about anyone. She she kills who she wants to kill and she basically stays up in the castle all the time and kills people. And so the way that she dies to me, like building up this character like you want to see something more. So you needed a more gruesome death. Is that well, what? Just like something you wanted? more than her, like saying, "I don't want to die. I don't want to die." But here, here's my. Here's, like I get it. Here's why kid. I defend it. Here's I get what, it with her kid, like the baby or whatnot. But it's like she is one of the main villains. No, like, that that has not. The kid really doesn't have anything to do with well, it. Yeah. For me, I think I think this is this is why it works for me. It, okay, like yeah, I get it. It's a little bit of a underwhelming death for this big villain, right? In Cersei. But the the reason from a storytelling standpoint why it is okay and it works for me is because they came into this world together, they didn't give a shit about anybody, and they went out alone together by themselves. Was they there, don't care. Was there any doubt in your mind going into episode six that they might be alive? Because my thing no. with Game of Thrones is they're not dead until like they show them. Dead. I think that would have made their storyline even worse if they chose to do right, that. Right, I agree. But I, yeah. I thought so they were I dead. Figured I thought they were they dead died. too, but I wasn't sure and I just didn't know if you thought the same thing. Yeah, and it also confirmed for me that they were dead when I, I guess this is a dumb take, but I saw uh her name, like Le- is her name like Leanna Head Headley or Hetty? Yeah. yeah. I saw her name in the credits in the beginning for the last one. And I guess you could be like, No, stupid, she's alive, but like I figured like, oh, they're gonna show her fucking dead. So I don't know. But you have anything about the 
Cersei, Jamie. I mean, they kind of went out the right way, dying in each other's arms. It just wasn't what you wanted. Only thing I didn't like about the season with Cersei is she wasn't in it. Yeah. She basically was in this season for read, five scenes. She made a lot of money. We got a million dollars an episode. Yeah, she got the watch. Drinking her wine. She got the watch around, drinking wine, killing that baby. That's real, all she did. Real quick, Trey, going into this or going into like these last few episodes, you said that um, Jamie was going to be the one to kill Cersei. Yeah, I mean, so I mean that's that's been the theory for a long time. I figured it, it even kind of it looked more and more promising as Jamie was becoming more and more of a good guy. And then he turned on a dime. Um, Cheeks. Mm. But yeah, I, yeah, I kind of thought, cause I don't know. I, I like to look at things from a storytelling from a writing standpoint because I'm a writer, but that would have been like fucking perfect irony, but right. I, I don't know. So you guys then you uh, like it's, it, it sounds like basically what I'm what I'm hearing is like you guys agree that it was the way they did it was good you know them dying together is that in, in terms of Cersei Jamie yeah so I I was okay with it from a storytelling sp- standpoint like if I if I could have like painted it up like yeah it would have been fucking gruesomer and crazy but like that's the what they choose to do I think it was poetic in a way yeah I agree I mean at first I did not like it to be honest with you I was like damn I wish she would probably get killed by like Arya coming in and killing her but then like when you thought when I sat there and actually thought about it and listened to some more takes on it, it's like it makes sense because I mean that's the kingdom that they built together or their family built together pretty much and then it came crumbling down on her and that's what I mean and and their their reign ended pretty much I mean you knew it was coming to an end and they died off of it but yeah I like Jamie's story arc of him slowly becoming starting off as the most hated person in the show pushing Bran off the tower and then be slowly becoming a more justified better person throughout the show and then falling in love with Bran and <laughs> finally having sex with her and then beautiful. in one episode deciding hmm maybe this isn't for me it's not as it's not, it's not as I know good as my I miss, sister I miss my sister yeah that's the only issue. It, it all happened Which in one episode. Which pisses me off yeah. because Tormund would have treated her right. Let, yeah. Let me ask you a question real quick. So, are you are you more pissed off about the fact that it was the pacing of it happening in one episode in one fucking moment, or are you more pissed of the fact that he just chose to turn on a dime like that? Like, if it was more of a drawn out storyline, would you have been okay with that? Yeah, I like the ultimate like story arc of him becoming turning back to Cersei. That was his one true love. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's disgusting, <laughs> what's your guys could probably agree with? What's that. your guys' take on Jamie fighting? Um, I forgot his name already. You're on. You're on, and getting stabbed like twice, <laughs> and then surviving and somehow, walking up that many fleet of stairs just to to see Jamie. I mean, you knew it's going to happen. I mean, it's good, like you said, it's good writing. They died. Together, I think they just it, needed to finish. You're on. Like that's the only reason uh, that I happened. Killed fucking Jamie Lannister, <laughs> or, or whatever he said. He killed another king. <laughs> yeah, I think they just needed a. Honestly, I think he's the most most forced ep- or character in the whole series. They threw him in, I think, in like ep- or uh, season six, and like he just felt forced to me. I I don't know. We our our friend Max, that's his favorite character. He was telling me I don't know if he was bullshitting or not. Max, he said Euron is his favorite character. I'm like I'm like this. How he's a cocky dude who just got thrown into the story. <laughs> Touche. But I I don't know. I I I personally thought Euron was kind of the most forced character and that storyline they just needed to end his story so that they threw that in there that's what i think so episode six okay 
So final results, um, I'll basically give the breakdown, then we can talk about it. Um, Spoiler. If I, if I miss anything, you guys can cut in and let me know. Uh, Tyrion renounces his position. This is after, obviously, Daenerys becomes the Mad Queen and burns down King's Landing. Uh, after he picks up three bricks and sees his brother and sister. Yeah, touche. I didn't write this part in. <laughs> touche. <laughs> but uh yeah so Tyrion renounces his position as the hand uh Daenerys takes him as a prisoner Tyrion urges Jon to choose duty over love I loved that quote that was really deep um and to kill Daenerys Jon tells Daenerys she always would be his queen but then he stabs her in front of the Iron Throne the last remaining dragon but when he does that they ha they have like the background music you know and you don't know which one stabbed who I thought that was that was badass. I mean, did, did you? I you just knew I it knew. was gonna be. Yeah, I know. I don't okay. know. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I mean I the way it left, I knew the way it left with Arya and John. You know, she was like, she's never gonna for, for, forget that. You know, you're the rightful heir to the throne. So you could have made it seem like you know she wanted. Yeah, to if you think about it, I guess. I I don't know. I I knew what happened, but I I appreciate the take. Damn. <laughs> call, it, call it. Oh goddamn. Okay. Um, proceed. <laughs> proceed. The last remaining dragon burns down. Uh, takes her as a prisoner. Great. John is taken as a prisoner. Grey Worm brings Tyrion before the remaining lords and ladies of Westeros. They all decide to move forward in democracy and choose Bran as their leader. Bran accepts um, and names Tyrion as his hand as punishment for killing Daenerys. Jon is sent back to the Night's Watch with Tormund and the Wildlings. Sansa rules Winterfell, a free nation, and becomes queen in the north. And Arya decides to set sail for whatever is west of Westeros. Is that pretty much summed up the last part? The last? Uh, yeah, I think you did. I miss anything? Just well, you have it written down, but you didn't say it with the dragon burning down the Iron Throne. Yeah, the drag that. That was cool. I I was I kind of wanted this. I feel like this would have been cool if like John walked through the fire. I think that. I honestly been dope. thought at that moment that John was going to hop on the dragon and like rule everything after that because he's obviously yeah. in the dragon. They could have gone uh, many right. ways with that scene. Uh, yeah, they were. Say I saw somebody said that they thought that he was going to shoot fire at John, and John was just going to be there standing at the end of it. That would have been dope be as shit. That would be a crazy scene, yeah. but. I mean, I mean the way they did it, it's fine. I mean, I wasn't too disappointed with it. Yeah, honestly, like like Joe said about episode five being the last episode, I think at the ending of six, like they summed everything up and they made it a democracy. And I, I, I don't want to say it was predictable, but I could, I definitely like could have seen that played out, like the democracy part. I just felt like it was very slow and like anticlimactic. Well, yeah, and it was like. After John killed um, Daenerys, then it's like transfer four weeks later. That 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 said. that is a big beef with me too. Yeah, it was right. snowing, and then it like was they. Snow, it was ashes, wasn't it? Are you yeah. sure? Cause, it's ashes. But I heard I. I thought winter thought it was, was here. People I thought, thought it was winter. a mix. I've heard. I thought once they killed the Night King, that winter was over. I thought it was all ash. Okay, I, I guess I didn't think about I didn't think about that part. I mean, it was t I mean it was tough to tell, but somebody said it's probably like the building rebel two, and like it's a mix of it's pro ash. Yeah. I mean, from the fire. I, I guess in the moment I hadn't talked about that with you guys, but I thought that it was snow and like winters here in in um, King's Landing, and then they they fucking fast forward and it's like so it's snowy ash. and bright. That's why it's definitely ash because I mean, and I didn't yeah. Yeah, that's a terror. I mean, I, that was my first thing about watching the or watching the episode. I was like, how are we just gonna fast forward 
I mean, so did John just go, "Hey, I killed her. Hey, can uh, you guys come take me?" Yeah. I mean, how, I mean, how that happened? I wish, I wish I would have saw. Like, I mean, I thought that was gonna be a sweet scene. Is Grey Worm coming up and like, right. like, are they gonna like try to fight him or is he just gonna yeah. walk away? That was. Go ahead, Joseph. Yeah. So then, like, skipping everything and fast forwarding three weeks is a little bizarre. It's not like Game of Thrones to do that. It's, we like seeing all that minute conversations happening in the background and stuff like that. If I had to pick an ending, if I wish that would have been snow and winter coming and John being like, I don't want it. And then being like, well, you're the best leader. You're the best one to do it. You, everyone loves you, John, even though you don't want it. That's why it makes you a good King and blah, blah, blah. And him being the promised Prince or, and him becoming King and not Bran, but yeah. Well, to, real quick, like I was just gonna say, we'll talk about like our ideal endings. Right. I want to kind of ask you guys that, but yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say to me, like with this fast forwarding four weeks, that that just was not Game of Thrones. Like, but the way it happened, so you know, John stabs Daenerys, and then so what? Then he walks down and says, "I I killed her." Yeah. Okay. Well, the my thing, I I always want to see Grey Worm and John Duke it out. I think that'd be badass, but it didn't happen. But you witness Grey Worm and the Unsullied killing Lannister soldiers who surrendered. So with John saying he killed her, wouldn't they just kill him? I mean, why keep him captured? I mean, as yeah. as episode six went on, you could tell that there was beef between Grey Worm and John. Oh, yeah. So Grey Worm's not going to say, yeah, let's just hold him. I mean, and, you would think that they would kill him. And who else but Grey Worm is in Daenerys' corner? Is there anybody? like what? Well, like, he's the only Unsullied guy you know. So. Yeah, I know that, but I'm just like, it felt... Very, it just, I don't know, it felt very unsatisfying that, like, because it kind of seemed like Grey Worm was in charge of the whole thing. Well, right, and the other thing that, to me, like, didn't really make sense is, like, Grey Worm and the Unsullied, like, they fought the Long Night, and then they fought at King's Landing, and then at the end, you see him getting on a ship and sailing away, like, you do all that, and then you just leave? I mean, that... It's yeah, shitty. I know. Like, it, it comes down to, it was rushed, like, that straight up, and, yeah, I that's what I think, but... Not much else to say about that. The whole, the, my my biggest take on the whole se- season was, it, like we've said, it it was rushed. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. What do we? Uh, so let's talk about Brandon Broken becoming kind of the ruler of the democracy part. Um. I guess. Do you? I I, I already know this answer, but like, does it satisfy you? And no. do you think it's a good choice from a storytelling standpoint? What do you think? In the books, I feel like it's going to be good. Like, I wouldn't mind Bran becoming uh, the king. But in the show, he's in the same way. It would be be fine, too. Like, but in the show, he's a robot who says he can't be Lord of Winterfell because he's no longer Bran. He's the three-eyed raven. Yet, he can be king. He says, why do you think I'm here? What do you mean? Like, right. how can you suddenly think right. you can be king and you can't be Lord of Winterfell? It just didn't make any sense. Right. Well, I read that when they were going over the script that the actor brand he like, thought it was a joke. He thought it was a joke. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh shit, you're serious." So, like, it, to me, I don't mind. Like, I'm with Joe. I don't mind him being the king, but just the way it kind of all went about and the backstory behind it, like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. A side note on Bran. I thought the funniest thing, I don't know if you guys saw the story, where how he, like, the way he's always, like, looking in the distance with his eyes squinted is because he has contacts, and then those, like, scenes, he wouldn't wear them, so he actually, like, couldn't see anything, <laughs> so he would just look out into the open. I thought that was the funniest shit I've ever heard when he said he's, that's how he does it. Oh, God, that's that's funny. I don't know. I, I would have never guessed that Bran would have been on the Iron Throne, even though I still think that no one rules the Iron Throne in our fucking death pool, but whatever. I mean, the funny thing I think you take back, I mean, if you go back to the beginning of the season, before it even started, 
Vegas odds, Bran was supposed to be the king. Like, oh, really? He was on. The, he was the top choice for the king. Well, but I, Vegas I, usually is not wrong about shit like that. And so, I mean, I think everybody could have saw it coming if they would have looked. But I think Vegas was thinking, as I was thinking, as he was going to play more of a crucial part into something else as the Night King or the Lord of Light or something, piecing everything together, not just being a dude in a wheelchair. He was hardly in these episodes. Yeah, They're exactly. Like, hello, I guess we're going to make this guy the king. I mean, the problem is, I think. He, he, I mean, he was in the background. He might have been doing things. We just don't know what he was doing. Yeah, that's just show thing. us. That's, if, that's, if that's my the case. Issue. Yeah. I mean, if he's doing stuff, I mean, he probably did do stuff. Because yeah. I mean, when John asked, he's like, sorry, at the end of it, like when he's leaving, he's like, sorry, I wasn't there, like where I needed to be. He's like, you, you were exactly where you needed to be. Yeah. So, like, that, what do you call that when his eyes like roll back and he goes, Warging. Like, so, like, it doesn't even show like what he's doing on the long yeah. night. Like, he worked for like half the episode. Yeah. And it's like, what was he doing? I mean, yeah. it just. See, that's why when he did warg, I was like, oh, shit. And then um, when the Night King comes back and then he opens his eyes, at that moment, I thought he was the Night King. I was like, oh, shit, I'm ready. Because um, Theon was you know, protecting him, and I was ready for him to say, I'm sorry. And in that moment, I was like, oh, shit, it's the Night King. But then, no, of course not. <laughs> so I don't know. But the thing with the Vegas odds and the, the just brand thinking it's a joke, and I – it just comes back to I feel like these guys, and I don't want to put all the blame on David uh, Weiss and DB Benioff. Or did I flip those? Whatever it is, whatever it is, same last name. Yeah, whatever. the I'm pretty sure it's not just them. It's a writing team of underlings that are just the showrunners. So I don't want to put full hate on them. You know, um, I'm tr- I, I may have lost. Oh yeah, so uh, I almost forgot what I was gonna say. So I I, I just feel like they. Er, like, like I'm gonna go back to uh, Reddit and Twitter. How I think it partially blew expectations for their show because everyone was thinking these crazy ass theories are gonna come to fruition, and really none did. I think that maybe subconsciously in the back of their head, they want they saw those theories and they saw the Vegas odds, and they wanted to prove everybody fucking wrong. Whereas you said Bran was the top getter, but I don't know. I just I feel like they tried to kind of juke everybody in their theories does that make sense I don't, I don't know am i wrong there what do you think i mean i don't know i mean maybe I guess, i'm trying i mean i, I, just, ne- I never expect i mean i i always thought it was gonna be john snow on the iron throne to be honest with you but i mean i mean he was the main character throughout the show i mean straight yeah. up i, I mean think. and honestly if i i'd really i mean i know bran was like i said the top getter but i didn't think he was gonna take it either because he always did like oh Whatever he he's the three eyed raven he see, can't he can't have any see here's my whole thing and maybe maybe I, my I just wasn't really thinking about it the right way I had always thought um you know going into this season that the the battle with the night king was going to be the final battle I didn't really think that you know the battle against Cersei and the and King's Landing was going to be the final you know showdown i always thought that's why in my death pool i picked because i was kind of on board that bran was going to be the night king um and so i figured that bran was going to sacrifice himself because he um kind of realized that he created the night king similar to how he did hodor or something along those lines like that so that's why i picked the way i picked my death pool but like i don't know i i really do think theories in the twitter and reddit kind of fucked with people's expectations well that's what happens when you have a year and a half to wait that is I true mean, as well you, you have yeah. a longer time than you thought you were gonna have to wait so true it's tough okay um any other takes on the last 
on the last episode, I guess. Anything? Cheeks. Cheeks, says Colin. Oh. All right. I guess just sending Jon Snow to the wall didn't really make a lot of sense just because of the fact, like, says, what? Even a yeah. What, <laughs> what is Grey Worm? Like, what? Uh, what's the word? Like, why does Grey Worm? Where does Grey? Where's Grey Worm getting this power from? Yeah, exactly. Like they can just. And here's really one one stupid point about that. So the fact that he got on the boat and he says, "I'm going to Noth or Noth North, whatever the fuck, Noth. how you say it." Yeah, Noth. Like he gets on before Jon Snow leaves. Couldn't Jon Snow just be like, "No, nah, he's he's out. I'm I'm staying." Well, well, like fuck that. Um, there was there was other people that like bowed to to Daenerys and still respected her. Like, like Yara. Yeah. Yeah, Yara. Oh, like, touche, yeah. yeah. But still, it's like, who gives a shit about them? Yeah. Arya will slit her throat. Exactly. So. Can we take a minute and uh, respect that my man, Edmure, had stepped up and tried to be king? And, it, and he <laughs> said, Uncle, uncle, says, uncle, sit, sit down. the fuck down. <laughs> uncle, sit down. <laughs> and then Samuel Tarly trying to, like, so, preach real democracy, democracy yeah. with, like, and then, everyone getting the vote, but it's just, uh, just the lords getting yeah. the final say. But, yeah. Yeah. They tried to get political there for a minute, but so what, what's the point of what's the point of like John going back to like obviously to guard the wall? But it's like, is there a like what are they guarding the wall from? They're fine with Tormund and yeah. I, think I was surprised. What, I was surprised. I was surprised that they even still have a Night's Watch. One, right? So two, that's what I'm saying. What's the point of the Night's Watch? What, I, what are they guarding it from? I don't really know. Um, and I thought the dragon burned down like three quarters of the wall. I think it did, <laughs> but. Uh, it was Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I guess that the night watch is like, like they Air, said, speak if you're gonna. It the the dragon pretty sure destroyed the first point of like entry for the wildlings, like we're north uh, of the wall. So pretty much that's what they they destroyed, and that's where they came in at. So the whole, I mean, it looks like I guess I mean the wall is huge and super far and like carries lots of land. But that's the point that it's repaired then because they went back out there. Well, I don't think that's where it started. I don't think I don't know if that's where it started though. I think. But why were the the are they the wildlings? <laughs> is that what they're called? Yeah. So why were they at the end? Why were they walking out? Like, are they going back north of the wall then? I think. Yeah, they're okay. just free. Folk. So what? I was talking to Joe about this beforehand, but what? Like, why was Jon Snow going north of the wall with them? Like, and he kind of like smiled, like, what? Cause because he's free or what? See, so here, here's my the one part of Jon Snow going back there where I feel like it's okay from a storytelling standpoint. Um, there was that one moment in I, I don't remember what ep- episode four where Tormund says, "You have the North in you, the real North, and right. that's where you belong." Right. And I feel like Jon Snow has always kind of. Bit he's had some wildling in him, and well, we, yeah, because that's where he met what's her name, yeah, um, his first love or whatever, Ingrid, Ingrid or whatever. Yeah. But I, I feel like that's kind of where he wanted to be. He wanted to be free. So you he, think he left the Night's Watch then and went? Y- yeah. So what the fuck? Then wouldn't they come after him? Then like I mean that's what he's supposed to see. Be. The thing is, we'll <laughs> never fucking know. So yeah, no one cares, <laughs> I guess. But okay. that's my one d- defense of him going to the wall is that's where he wanted to be with the free folk of okay. the wildlings. I think it was very underwhelming and like this. This main character he ends well, up becoming ru- like it's all a null and void. Rushed into the ending like that last episode. Like yeah. a Taylor sent me a text like 
there was like a hundred bullet points of what needs to be wrapped up in like one episode, basically. Yeah. One one quick thing too, like when yeah. we talked about them. So what happened to the Dothraki? Did it show them leaving? Uh, no. no, it didn't show no. anything after like the big speech of Daenerys. Yeah. So I would was, assume they'd probably still be in King's Landing. I, I don't know. I, I can't foresee them staying there. They probably went back to wherever they're from. Who knows? Who knows? So, but anyways. I do. I will say I I think it was okay what they did um, to end uh, Sansa and Arya's arc. Um, she was queen of the north. I I was okay with that. Um, Sansa, because I, or I mean Arya, she she had said that in a previous season, right? Like, what's west of Westeros? I want to find out. So I was okay with that. What was that like? What was that? That kind of came out of nowhere, like her wanting to go. No, on. she said that in a previous. Oh, did she? Season was she just like trying to be like a Christopher Columbus and find like new land or what was? I that? think she's just kind of a wanderer, and okay. that's I kind mean, of I, just her. It was kind of like it was kind of cool to see them all go like John and Arya and Sansa. Yeah, that was a cool sequence. Go like their own route, basically, and and then Bran staying. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of things. A lot of things we can nitpick. Not I, I don't know. I thought a funny part was, yeah, like where Sansa declares like, no, the North's going to be independent. Why didn't nobody else be like, what the hell? Like, I'm going to be independent. Yeah. Right. I mean. It's always been the seven kingdoms. Yeah. yeah. And it was weird. And they yeah. And the six th- that was another weird thing. Like she, she had said that it's been a f- an independent nation for thousand years or whatever. Okay. I was going to say, cause they had never said the six, uh, nations before but now all of a sudden they yeah, got like because everyone everyone agreed to brand being like the new king yeah. like when it got to her she kind of like paused so like you kind of made it seem like she wanted to be like the queen herself, but then she was like no we want to be our own nation so that was kind of weird the yeah. way they did that yeah and another funny point i thought towards the end was when they're at their council meeting at the end yes, and when, so when when bran rolls in and they have to stand up for him and like nobody knows when to sit down <laughs> and, and, what they say and like they end. all look at each other and, and then i don't know if anybody noticed it, but Tyrion's like <laughs> like he can sit because he's already sitting you know what i mean yeah. like, he can't stand yeah i thought that was all, a funny all, like they all separately say like whatever they say when bran leaves and they're like oh we'll work on that or whatever and oh yeah, that that was kind I, of a I weird it was, scene. It was a play towards the how it was in the old. I mean, the in old, the old early, days, early like in the early seasons. I mean, that's that we always had those meetings and mm-hmm. I mean, you have. That's what somebody's saying. Do you like how how are they going to rebuild? Like, hugging <laughs> the mic. <laughs> in four weeks they're going to rebuild all that. Like they burnt everything. Like yeah, a lot of things you we can nitpick. Yeah, a lot of things we can say. Okay. um... Where are we even at here? We can skip some of this uh, if you guys want to, because it's been a while. I, the one thing I really want to, a couple things. Um, characters. I mean, we can just move on to the characters. Yeah. Well, so one one thing I really want to ask you guys is like, if you were at the helm, if you could pick, kind of how this season went, like who who wins the Aaron Throne for you, who dies to make it happen, what are kind of the the important storylines? I guess what theories would you come up with? All that. I think in a kind of rapid fire. I mean, I think you have thing. to. I think they have to make a bigger play on John. I mean, he's Aegon Targaryen, but I mean, six people know it, and you're not going to tell it to the rest of the world. Yeah. It's the like storyline never gets played out. Like the whole season. Why? I mean, did, did we need to know? I mean, unfortunately, it's in the books, so it's like, yeah, you need to know. But right. I mean, from the story, from the the showrunner's point, it's like we didn't need to know. <laughs> that didn't really matter. And yeah, it ended up not mattering at all. 
Right. So to me, like on that point, like yeah, he's Aegon Targaryen, and like you have you have that big. So after season seven, you have a year and a half gap. So it's everything, like I said, is being hyped up, and you have him knowing he's Aegon Targaryen, and then you have you know the Night King's coming. You see him burning down the wall. So that's another big thing, and then you know Cersei and Jaime splitting up. So those are like the three big things going into season eight, and you have that year and a half to like get hyped up about all of it, and you only have six episodes. So to me. It, it was just all played out and rushed and it's game of thrones like ned stark dies in episode two like you want to see more people die like like in all of our pools like we had like what 75 percent of the people dying like you just assume so like you think of like Tormund and uh like john and daenerys and Tyrion and all these main actors like you don't think they're all going to survive like and that's to me that's what game of thrones is is you know you're not expecting it to happen and you, so like going into that you, you think they're going to die like if I had to pick like one ruler, I would have liked it to be John. But if I would have had my own way, like and the wheel just would have been broken, like actually, like everyone could have kind of been their own independent type of deal, and then like all the count like lords coming together and like forming like the big decisions kind of deal. Yeah. Um, here's how I would have had it play out. Um, I think Arya killing Danny with a different face would have been really cool. I think it'd have been cool if they. Right. Yeah, yeah that's what I would I would have really liked to have seen that um, kind of like, whole really storyline thing of, of her like the many face gods was to kill um, Litterfinger in the last season. Well, no, not even the, like when she puts on another face and kills um, the people who killed Rob Stark and yeah. her mom. Like uh, that yeah. was the only time she really ever used that, like to put someone yeah. else's face True. on and kill it. So what True. Was the, I mean, yeah, it was cool to see it in the seasons. But yeah, that's that's why I'm saying I would have right. loved to have seen it right. come back. It would have been kind of a nod to that yeah. storyline. Um, I would have John elected as a ruler, but he forms the democracy. I, I think the democracy thing... I don't want to say it's predictable, but I think like I that that was cool to see because I mean Trey, they all could have died, and you would have said you liked it. No, no, I would have been <laughs> that would have been the one thing I'd have been pissed about. Um, Sansa rules the North. I like that. Uh, I would have had Bran be the Night King or the Lord of Light or something. I would have had him at least have one flashback or two this fucking season to piece something together. I don't really care what. Just have him be more than a dude in a wheelchair. Um, I, this, I thought this was interesting. Uh, the character, the actor who plays Varys, um, I, I saw some quote that he said that he was a little disappointed with how his character turned out and he would have loved to see, um, his final either farewell of how, or how this, um, interaction played out. But I think it would have been cool to see Littlefinger and him meet up at some point and see how they, their growth happens. I remember showing, I don't, I'm pretty sure I show all you guys, but there was this crazy ass theory about Littlefinger having the um, uh, what's the coin? The coin? Do you do you remember that? What, the master or no oh, the, the Bravos? Like yeah, yeah do like you remember the, the saying? That's like Valarmagulis or something. Yeah, Valarmagulis. That's it. Yeah, it was, So I, there was this crazy theory that there was one moment where this chick gives him a coin, and that was the coin of the Bra- of Bravos, and he was going to come back and be like that would have been fucking insane. But uh, obviously, yeah, not going to happen, especially they didn't do any theories. So um, I'm cool with Tyrion being the hand of whoever in, in my world. It would have been John Hound, Hound would have definitively beaten the mountain. And I think Jamie stays with Brian and fully becomes a good guy and kills his sister. Seriously, that would have been my how my shit played out. So 
Any any other? T- do you no. have anything? No. Okay. That's we don't have to do all these character breakdowns. I want to do some that like are like complex and like they had dramatic changes. Uh, we can start off with Daenerys Targaryen. Um, for me, how she her arc. I think she starts out innocent. She sold the uh, D- the Dothraki Drago. Um, in the middle, she gains power, gains confidence. She frees slaves. She we think we're led to believe she's you know a good guy, good girl, whatever. And then her final uh, go around is the Mad Queen. So, uh, do you guys like where she ended up? Do you like that arc? What What are your takes on that? I don't mind the arc. I mean, I do think. I mean. It just, like I guess, I mean, there's points where it seemed rushed towards the last season, but I mean, it, I mean, I think it played out well. I mean, you could tell. I mean, even just looking at her, it looked like she was going nuts. Like she had something wrong with her, where she was gonna like do something she shouldn't have, and that's what happened. Yeah, I think we all can agree that it was rushed. That we don't mind that she became the Mad Queen in the end of things. Uh, one thing I want to point out is throughout the, all the seasons, Daenerys was a point of view character, so you could actually see like her transition throughout everything, her growing up. And then this last season, you don't have that point of view. It's because they want to make her seem like the bad guy. It would have been nice having a point of view character and actually seeing her become the Mad Queen. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. I like that. Call. what do you think of Daenerys I, and her? I, I just kind of agree with what, what they all said. I mean, okay. obviously, I didn't mind her being the Mad Queen. I think that was kind of... The yeah. fact that it was a little rushed, right? I yeah. mean, like like we've said, it was just rushed, and yeah. I I liked the fact that she became the Mad Queen. I think that I thought that was kind of what was going to happen. So sure. All right, uh, Jon Snow. Um, I would say he honestly, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong here, but I don't think he really changed a whole lot throughout the whole season. Uh, I think honestly, so I found this really interesting with the screenwriting class that I was uh, taking. He the instructor said that so there's always an engine for a show and if you really think about it a show it has this engine and it happens in every episode and it pushes the the storyline and when you kill the engine the show ends and he was saying that the writers for game of thrones really put themselves in a hard spot because ned stark being honorable was their engine in season one and they killed him off and so they had to scramble to figure out where the story was going. Uh, I mean, obviously they had, you know, the source material, so they knew where they were going. But in terms of just making the show, but I personally think that um, Jon Snow really just took the spot of Ned Ned Stark. Like he was honorable throughout. That was just kind of his whole aura and his at his core. He was honorable and he did the right thing and. I, I didn't really see like a dramatic change with him. Um, but yeah, I would have appreciated a little bit more um, of a dramatic ending for him. I think that that kind of sucked. Yeah, I would agree. I think, you know, obviously he was – obviously he's not Ned Stark's son now that we know that. But, you know, growing up, that's that's who he was, and so he was like an honorable man, obviously. Um, and I agree with you. I'd like to see a different ending for him, obviously. Him being at the Night Watch to begin with um, – you know, the first kind of season, like one, two, and three, he didn't really have a huge point to the series. I mean, because he was just there guarding the Night's Watch. And then as the seasons got further along, you know, he became more of a – I mean, he was always a, one of the main characters, but he be, had more of a buildup. And so the way they ended him going back to the Night's Watch, I mean, it kind of makes sense. But 
I don't I don't agree. I would have liked to have seen it like so, like him on the on the uh, on the throne or something like that. I mean, not him going back with Tormund to the Night's Watch. Yeah, I agree with all that. Uh, I liked how he stayed true to his values throughout the whole entire show. Um, and I just wish we would have had some closure to the whole prophecy of the prince who was promised type of deal at the end of it. So, yep, you yeah. guys pretty much nailed it. I mean, there's not much different. I mean, I I didn't have a problem with how his character was the whole time. I thought it was it was played out. I mean, well. I think he's the he's probably my favorite character. I mean, I feel like he was. I was a, big a favorite. Ro- of I was a big character. Rob Stark guy until. Oh, me Rob, too. I, Rob guy. That's if I, if I, I could. We're gonna get to that question, but like I, I love the young. He wolf. was a, he was an OG. Yeah, he would have been dope. Okay, uh, Sansa Stark. I think she had a really cool, dramatic change. Um, she started out kind of this naive girl. All she wanted was she sucked at the beginning. Oh yeah, she yeah. sucked. Yeah, she, she was so, so annoying. She was naive. All she really cared about was Become being a queen, a queen um, marrying Joffrey, that fucking dickhead. Um, yep. She then becomes a survivor. She has all this shit go down. She's married to multiple people. Um, who really don't want her to, you know, succeed or move forward and she somehow survives it and then at the end of this of the show we really see her rise to power and kind of become the scheming uh type. So she becomes this naive girl who doesn't really care about politics at all to controlling the politics and really I thought the flip of um Tyrion and her was interesting in season 8 because Tyrion was he is throughout the whole uh, series the schemer of the show and then we kind of see how Sansa kind of one-ups him in terms of like the politics aspect of it I would say I think she learned better from Littlefinger personally I think Littlefinger that, in, his, in her ear for so many seasons yeah. I think I think he was a huge influence on how she became the woman she was I hated him dealing with her like when, yeah. in the early seasons but I mean I think that's because of him is who she was at the end of the season or at the end of the series and yeah. I thought it was it was good for her and like I said, she's a bad bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the beginning of this show, like Sansa being an annoying character, lying for Joffrey and having her daughter, her daughter being so killed. dramatic, yeah. yeah, was annoying. And then her at the end becoming a strong like woman and just person in general, like was nice to see. Yeah. So, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree with all that. Obviously, you know, like they said, she started out being this dramatic, wanting to, you know, be a queen and nothing else, be the queen to Joffrey who everyone hates and then towards or at the end now she's the queen of the north like it, it's a very big change and like they said i hated her to start but you know now she's kind of a badass so yeah if we need to speed up like let me know if you guys have to get somewhere um okay let's talk Arya stark i, I want to hit all the starks um so Arya stark she there there wasn't like a huge change in her there i, I think there was but like at the beginning i think she wanted she's always kind of wanted to break the mold of like being a lady like in in this world of westeros like if you're a highborn if you have a last name you're supposed to marry a a dude and you know pump out kids and i i think from the get-go she didn't really want to do that she kind of just wanted to be a boy basically did you get to take a lot of people are pissed that they thought her storyline was she was gonna be a lesbian Oh, okay. and, I mean, and I honestly wasn't. I never thought that. I never got that vibe from her. I got the vibe that she wanted to be like a warrior and do her own thing. So, like so like people are pissed that they like, kind of ignored the LGBT like yeah. that. Yeah, and that's what I thought too. That's why I, I, I just know like when I, she had sex for the first time, people were like, "I never really I thought she was going to be." I never really her. thought of that, I guess. and I didn't either. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I I've always 
thought that she's kind of wanted to break the mold of being a lady per se. Um, she turns into surviving much like her sister in a very different way. Uh, she's left to fend for herself. She um, turns to the many-faced God and basically becomes an assassin, which could be foreshadowing to she's preparing to kill the Night King, you know, shit like that. But I thought that was cool. And then um, I I thought another big, big change where I really enjoyed was the fact that in that last uh, moment with the Hound, uh, she kind of turns on a dime and he tells her, you don't want to live with this revenge like I have. Do you want to become me? And she says no and thank you. And um, I, I really, really enjoyed that moment. It, uh, it was nice to finally, because I think everybody else that watched the show, show saw like how their relationship has changed and it was nice mm-hmm. for, for her to finally recognize yeah. that as a character, like this for sure has saved me multiple times. Yeah. And I mean, I've helped him. And it's, oh, it's yeah. mutual. Which yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah, because they rode to they they basically rode to King's Landing. It doesn't show it, but they rode to King's Landing together there in the last episode. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just starting out, I think in, it was what like season one, episode one, where it shows uh, Bran like shooting bows and missing them, and then I don't know where Arya's in the background and Bullseye. I so, think Jon Snow helps her. Yeah, I think. well. Okay, right. maybe. I mean, it's it been just, a long time since I've seen the pilot. It sets the tone for her, like being that kind of like girl who wants to fight, and mm-hmm. and then you know, uh, John giving her the sword needle, and her making the list of people she wants to kill, and then like you said at the end with the hound, you know, like she basically went across the seven kingdoms with him, and it just kind of brought that relationship to an end, and it was to see her like say thank you when starting out he he was on her list i think that was pretty cool so cool okay uh let's keep going down the list uh cersei lannister um she, yeah she didn't really change throughout i mean she's evil throughout she's probably the big bad villain obviously didn't really turn out that way in terms of the the last season but uh i guess her one redeeming quality if she had one would be she loves her kids i i think that was kind of hit on hard she loves her kids. Um, but, yeah, she didn't really have a dramatic change. I mean, she was evil throughout, straight up. Well ja- Jamie Lannister, um, I think he's he's interesting. His his uh, arc is pretty interesting. So, obviously, he starts out, he's known as kind of this Kingslayer, this fighter. Um, he's prominent in King's Landing, but at the same time, we don't like him because, one, he's fucking his sister, and, two, he threw uh brand off the off the um the ledge and um yeah so so there's that um then he loses his hand he he's left he has to adapt um that's where brian of of toth comes into play um what the hell do i have written here i can't even read my own writing i think the big the big well i was just thinking about this in season one when you had that battle of uh before he loses his hands of Jamie and Ned Stark like that that's like kind of one of the big big first like kind of action scenes and and then you it gets shitted on by one of the Lannister army guys like stabbing Ned that that that's like one of those like Grey Worm and John like one of those battles that I would have loved to yeah. have seen play sure. out and see cuz Jamie before he loses his hand is known as like one of the best fighters in yeah. Westeros so yeah um, but yeah, I also like the fact that he almost oh, I see what I I wrote now. <laughs> he almost flips and becomes kind of a full good guy but then on a dime he f- changes and goes back to his ways with Cersei. Thought that was an interesting mo- like moment. 
yes, it was rushed, and I feel like it would have been better if it was fully played out. But it was, it, it mirrored something that like, like a real life thing that would happen. Like you would think that it would come full circle, but in reality, he'll he'll go back. So I feel like people. <laughs> this is gonna sound weird. People can relate to that. <laughs> they can't probably relate to going back to their sister, but it all came down, I would hope not. <laughs> it all came down for the sex for him, and and Brienne just wasn't as good as, as Cersei. Wasn't as I've seen good so many memes with her uh, writing in the book at the end. That shit is hilarious. But uh, yeah, do you have anything on Jamie? No. Okay. Um, Tyrion. We got to talk about Tyrion. He's always been clever. Um, he was a schemer throughout the whole series. I think he, you know, during the middle portion of the series, I think he kind of had to become a survivor. And then I thought it was interesting. We kind of, I we kind of hit on it uh, that he loses some of his cleverness, whereas Sansa gains it. Um, so, I, would you would you say that he lost all of his cleverness, or he just, I don't know. I, I just feel like the whole season eight. He was fucking up, and Daenerys basically the whole time was saying, like, you fail fail one more time, you're done. So it, it, they just made it seem like he lost his mojo, basically. I think, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you go back to that scene where he talked to Bran, I mean, and I don't know. I mean, we don't know what yeah, happened exactly. there. Yeah, exactly. He, he might be the smartest one. We don't know. Yeah. He might have knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did see an interesting post where somebody said, Bran may be the king, but Tyrion won the Game of Thrones. And I thought that was a very like, yeah, like impressive that. take, and I think that's the truth when you look at it. Mm-hmm. He never got involved actually deep into the politics. As but in, he was like, playing puppeteer always, in the background. He was always in the background, yeah. and he always knew what to do. That's a good take. Knew what like to do that. it and when to do it, and he's going to... and he's you know what? He's sitting still in King's Landing, um, and everybody else is dead, and he's sitting there right as the hand of the king. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, we can skip some of these. One guy I want to hit on is Jorah Mormont. Um, I think not, not in terms of he, his dramatic, like he didn't really have a dramatic change. I think he always loved and served in da- uh, Daenerys and he died protecting her. But one question I want to ask you guys is, uh, do you think he would have stuck by her if he one knew that she was going to turn in the mad queen or two, had he seen her become the Mad Queen, do you think he would have still stuck by? I don't think she would have gone Mad Queen if he was there. That's that's my take on it. Jorah was always a voice of reason with her. And uh, like even before he died, he was the one that convinced her to go talk to Sansa and try to make peace with her. So, yeah, I think it would have been a little bit different if he was still alive. I, w- I would agree. Yes. I was really pulling for him to to survive. I fucking love that character. He's so really good. I want to just ask. I'm so. I think you've said like John's your favorite character, and then like Loki would then Jorah be kind of like your your one of your other favorites. Like because for me, yeah, I mean for me like John was one of my favorite, but Loki like Braun. I loved Braun. Like, yeah, he brought you know some comedy to. The, so I'm sure the it season, was, was very. Badass. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I mean, an element of your left a little bitter taste in your mouth with how Braun ended. Yeah, I feel like him I don't dirty. Know. Well, yeah. I heard it was because he had a like a, in real life he had a relationship with Cersei. Yeah, I heard about this. And so yeah. they couldn't like they couldn't yeah. that once they broke up they couldn't like have any scenes together basically. But like Braun was a badass and then yeah, he didn't really play. I just felt like his eight. his storyline in season 8 was well, just yeah, a throwaway. I think he would be in episode 5 at the battle, but he wasn't Yeah, there, true. So. 
True. Uh, we don't have to talk about uh, Davos. I do want to talk about Theon. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Put some respect on the Onion Knight's name. <laughs> I mean, he's a good dude, but what do you want to talk about about him? <laughs> I mean, his story was the same. He was for the people. It's yeah, the same thing. Exactly. He stood by his kind of leader, Stannis, and he then he switched for the to John. Yeah. And then yeah, he, he switched. Yeah. So I talked a little bit about it earlier, about the, the complexity, but I think I thought Theon, I thought Theon is my, here's my possibly hot take. I think he might be the most complex of characters. Um, he starts off as like a member of the Stark family. Obviously he's a great joy, but um, they took him in and kind of made him one of their own. Then he betrays the Starks. Then he kind of, I thought it was very interesting how he started to, well, one, he becomes Reek and loses his dick, RIP. Um, spoiler. Spoiler. This is a spoiled podcast, dog. If 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 you didn't get by with any spoil, good, that that was lucky for you if you've gotten this far <laughs> with listening to this shit without getting anything spoiled. Uh, but then I think the most interesting thing about Theon is like the fact he starts questioning his place in this world. Um, he, he wants to be a part of the Greyjoy family, but they don't really want him. But then he's already fucked over the Starks, so he can't really go back to them. And he's just left in the middle and he's lost basically. And I thought, I felt that I felt very, I I felt like that mimicked life in a way. Like we all get lost in life. I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Like Theon was definitely not one of my favorite characters, but looking at it in terms of this way, in terms of storytelling, like I feel like he's very relatable in the fact that like we're all just trying to find our place in this world, and like he, I, I just thought it was he was a very well written character and very well done. Um, he then ends up standing up for himself, and he kind of ends up defending the Starks and them taking him back. I thought it was a cool moment when I think it was last season, as in season seven, where John. Um, says to him, you can be both. And I I thought that was really deep, and I liked that. And then he ends up defending Bran against the Night King. I just thought... It was it was a beautiful arc, and I that's thought. and that's I feel like that's also quite a bit of foreshadowing from John saying that because at that point John didn't know that he was truly a he thought he was a bastard and truly he was a yeah. Targaryen and yeah. a Stark. Yeah, so it was cool for him to say that, and then I mean you look back, I mean it's the same thing for him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I yeah, go ahead. Did you guys low key see the the, the steam between? Uh, Theon and Sansa. I did. I did. I, I did I catch a hint of vibe with that. <laughs> I did indeed. I well, we we text about this, and we were the only ones. I think. Did you I, get that? I, did you feel that? I thought it was sibling love. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, wasn't a, I wasn't a fan of it though. Reek Reek is not on the same level as as her. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Do you guys? One thing about Theon, I thought he got what he deserved in the R.I.P. penis. Um, he he murdered two kids. He chopped off their heads in like multiple wax. Like he couldn't even do it in one to give him like burned them. an easy hand. Then burned them. Like let me, let me ask you he question. got what he deserved, but in the end, like he chose the right thing. Yeah. So here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. Would you say he is a bad guy or a good guy? That's why. That's why I felt like it was so complex. Is like. We all have good and badness, I feel like, and we all feel lost sometimes. I feel like he mimicked life in such a way. I feel like it was just a beautifully written character. No, you're good. I would say... Uh, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I would say, yeah. I mean, I'd say he's a good guy. I mean, he, he redeemed himself. I mean, he he knew he was good at the beginning, then he went bad, and, and he and he admitted to it. I mean, he yeah. knew he was wrong. 
and apologized for it and whatnot. And I think, I mean, in the end, I think he was a good guy. Yeah, he just made the worst of choices. Probably unfor- probably unforgivable, but like... Like seasons one through six, he's just an idiot. Yeah, but he redeemed himself, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> okay, any other characters you really want to break down or we can just get to the last Tormund portion? was also the goat. Tormund, you were a big Tormund guy. You got a Tormund shirt. I did. Liddy. A- any other characters? I mean, any... Yeah, we we talked about the Hound. I mean, the Hound is another complex character. I think. Uh, I mean, there was a lot of good and bad in him. Um, he I killed the butcher's boy. <laughs> yeah, that's when I hated him. I was like, damn, yeah, this fucker. But yeah, then one thing that was very unnecessary early on. Why did we have to see his dick? Do you remember that? When he whipped it out and he was peeing? No, that too. That too, yeah. He's fucking peeing on the side in a, like a lake. And I'm like, why the fuck did they show this? Oh, my God. Yeah, we never... <laughs> oh fuck well it's because we saw podrick's or we heard uh podrick's we voice. heard about that's it why. <laughs> he, the people say he probably sung to him that's why or saying yeah that. he did have that that the vocals okay uh let's we can briefly touch on some things from previous seasons my question to you guys what is one your favorite episode and or just season in general Favorite episode for me, I would probably have to say Battle of the Bastards. I agree. I wrote that one down. Um, and then also, um, I can't think of the name of it, but when John goes to try and convince the wildlings to come okay. back. When we're fir- when, is that when, that's kind of when he rises? Yeah. You the Night King? The first glimpse of like the Night Hard King. Hard home. Hard home. Hard home. Yeah, you kind of get that first glimpse of seeing the Night King yeah. bring people from the dead. That, that was a both good battle scene, yeah. I thought. so. I'd probably say Battle of the Bastards. That's probably one of the better, just exciting would, episodes. Would you say that Battle of the Bastards was a better episode than The Long Night? I would. Yeah, yeah. I, but I did like The Long Night. I know yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Like I'm not it, hating on The Long Night like a lot of people are, but like for a battle scene, like they, you could see there was so much more to it. Yeah. Than the long The Long Night was kind of just played out like it was a battle, but not really breaking it down like the Battle of the Bastards. And then the Red Wedding. I don't know if that was the name of the episode, yes. but. That's also up there with me. Yeah, for me. I, I, go ahead, Taylor. I, I like question. I like Blackwater Bay too. I mean, the Battle of Blackwater. Yeah, that was good. a very good. Yeah. I mean, the Green Party. Cool. Yeah. I mean, that was. I mean, I think that's where people started chaining. I mean, like that's when the Hound said, "I'm done." Like, yeah. And then he the went, fire. You know, he said, "Fuck the king." Fuck yeah. Joffrey. Exactly. <laughs> so here, here's he says it to his face. <laughs> here's another question. So when did you guys like officially get hooked? I know. I know. Colin said that it kind of starts slow and like. He wasn't. I don't know if you were fully on board after season one. Like, when were you guys fully entrenched? So the hard part about Game of Thrones and getting hooked on it, like I tell everyone who I want to watch it, is you kind of have to make it past like season one and two because I agree. It's one of those where there's so much going on and so many characters, characters. and it's hard to keep up. Yeah. And so many like Ned Stark, you would after episode one, you're like, oh, he's the main character, but then he dies, and it's it's one of those where so many people are coming and going, and and it's just hard to keep up with it, but obviously we all know it's a great show. Yeah. I, I, I think season three is definitely when I was fully entrenched. I think the red wedding was probably like the, where I fully became addicted to the show. Um, and it, it, it's kind of is weird for me. We're, we're sitting here talking about this 
one of the biggest shows of all time, and it takes three seasons to really fully get into. But I think a big thing is the characters and the storylines. There's so much going on that if you are not paying attention, then you can miss. I think if you watch it again, you pick up on so much more, like on a second time. It over again, like seasons one and two were badass. Oh yeah! But when you first watch it, you're you you're kind of thrown in and lost. Yeah, I didn't know anybody's names, dude, from the first like three seasons. I was like, who is who? And then like I could never put it together. And then it's like now I could probably tell you I could name I could name every single person. It's like, and then I just it was just hard to pick up on at the beginning. But no, I mean, I honestly I think I got pretty much hooked on it after like once Ned Stark died. I was like, oh shit! I was like this show. I was like, it's like because I always knew people said. I always knew people said like don't pick anybody as a favorite because they're gonna be gone and eventually like just just watch it and try not to have favorites and whatnot and just enjoy it and I mean I and they weren't wrong I mean yeah a few years ago out of college I started watching the show and uh, I'd say yeah very end of season one when Ned Stark died like I was like oh shit this this is for real like I like this show so like I was kind of hooked after that I'd say Um, and I feel like any show like. Once you get to just know the characters more, like season after season, you just you like the show more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, I guess favorite we can l- lump this into one favorite character and or storyline. What do you think? I've said Jon Snow. I-, I mean, there are a lot of good characters that I like. I mean, like Tyrion. I love the scheming. Var- Varys. I love the scheme. I think. The, one of the re- one of the reasons I really liked episode five in this season was when uh, Varys was writing the letters and sending off with his little birds. I'm like, damn, that's the Varys I love. Like this politics shit. Like, I was gonna say for me, other like Jon Snow is a good. I mean, I think a lot of people are gonna say Jon Snow. Yeah. For me, like one of my low key, like I said, was Braun. Yeah. The man's all about the money. You kind of first see him when Tyrion's locked up and needs, you know, he does the trial through combat, mm-hmm. and Braun steps up and you know kills that guy, and and that's where you first see Braun, and just throughout all the seasons, that's that's like who Braun is. You know, brothels and money. I mean, yeah. He's a badass. Yep. So. He he asked about the brothels <laughs> at the last in the last <laughs> scene or whatever. That was, funny. that was funny. I I do I love Jorah. I love Jorah. Goddamn! I wish he would have survived. I actually, I, he was a rat. He was a rat at one point at the beginning, and then I mean he changed. Honestly, for I mean, like you said, I mean the favorites are obviously Rob and. And I mean, you have John and Jora, um, but one of the characters that isn't as mentioned as much. I was, I actually really liked Sam Wells' character in this Sam show. Wells. I thought, I thought he, I thought that that job that he did was, I thought it was great to the storyline. I thought he gave a lot of insightful. Wasn't he the one who? Or he was like the. He was one of the first ones to kill um, a White Walker. Was he, he was the first. Was the first. Was John not the first one? No, he, no, no. he killed. He was the first. I thought John was the first one when he killed him in the. At the Night's Watch, no, he because he was because he he got trapped behind the wall or outside the wall, and they were walking by him and like yeah he just killed one of them and or no they came, it was when they came, tried to come and get their baby I think actually was the first time Gilly's but baby. Gilly's baby yeah so the things you do for love John Snow of course is one of my favorite characters but my I'd say my if I had to pick one I definitely would say the Hound was probably my favorite character. Yeah, if I had to pick, if I had to actually pick a character, I'd probably say Tyrion or the Hound. I think those are my top two. Arya was pretty cool, uh, but I didn't really care for the whole uh, 
part in Bravos where she it spends like I don't know how many seasons there like her learning the, I will say I feel like that was a wasted it, it was part really like, long I mean I mean I get it, it the thing was no the, I mean I when you look back at it now it makes it even worse because there's no more of it yeah. like yeah. I mean we wasted probably two seasons of her just going over or three seasons probably over over there where she did I mean she was learning how to be a faceless man and then all of a sudden it's like oh, that doesn't matter though don't worry about it it was just for her to kill what's his name the yeah. uh, Greyjoy and no it wasn't Walter, Greyjoy, Frey. Or Walter Frey sorry and uh, yeah, in Littlefinger, I mean, she didn't, she didn't go faceless or anything, but she just killed. Yeah, don't get me wrong, I liked like the whole trick of the faceless man thing, but like, it just it was it was too long over there. I wonder, and maybe maybe it came to fruition in the books, but I wonder like where the books left off if it, if it was still going, or maybe I don't know if you know that or not, but I wonder if it will come into play later on in the books. I would think so many more things would come into play in the books, but I am going to start reading the books, by the way. I have the first one, so. Big call. What do you think? Did you, did you already tell us, Tormund? Yeah. Okay. Um, no, we're on. Oh, Bron, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Don't be mistaken. My, my apologies. Um, which, which character do we miss the most that died kind of earlier on or in previous seasons? Uh, is there a certain character that you think would be more of an ideal ruler if he or she hadn't died. Walder Frey, definitely. <laughs> he would have been the greatest ruler. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, I was, Rob Stark, of course, yeah. the young wolf, would have been Ooh. awesome. He was on his way to just becoming like a great commander and leader. you got to like, give some respect to – what's his name? Who was the first king? Baratheon. Robert Baratheon. Robert Baratheon. you got to put some respect on his no, name. When dude. he was a ruler, there was no wars <laughs> – there was no dragons, you know. Goddamn pig didn't kill him. Right. Oh, I used to be so you gotta, strong. You got to put some respect on his name. He was a badass. He just wanted to drink. But but Stannis was. I think Stannis right. was a very good leader, personally. I mean, if you looked at the army, I mean, what he did with his armies, I mean, I think he could have been. He trusted. He trusted in the Lord of the Light. I didn't like he's not a bad guy in the book. Either. Like, he yeah, I've heard that too. I heard he's just a very good like commander, and like really? he's not like. Huh, there you go. Man, that shit. Oh, man. That was so powerful. God, the damn. screaming. <laughs> yes. Oh, down. my God. So well, wild. Not, not good. Um, One other thing. Who do you think was the most evil villain? I think this is an interesting take or argument. Is it Ramsey or is it Joffrey or Cersei, I guess? Overall, I would say, I would say Cersei, but. Really? I mean, just because she's in it all eight seasons. I don't know, bro. I mean, Ramsey is a fucking wild man. I don't think you could say Joffrey because I think Joffrey is controlled. I think it's a puppet of Cersei. Of Cersei. That's fair. So that's what I say. And the same thing. I mean, and Tommen, whatever the hell his name was, was, and he wasn't about that. And so that's why, I mean, he eventually was like, he was for the good of the people. Mm -hmm. And she pretty much, I'd say she was the reason. Pushed him to commit suicide. So, and I mean, he killed his wife or his queen. Lady Marjorie, or who? Her mom. Her mom. Yeah. Who's the? Tyrell? She was dope. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember her name. Martell. I don't know, but it was the Tyrells, right? Was the last yeah. name. Yeah. And then, but I don't know what her first name was. I was it not Marjorie, or was that that was that Marjorie the, was the, the, the daughter, daughter or whatever the granddaughter. She's a tell okay. Cersei. Yeah. Lady Tyrell. She was she was good as fuck. I loved her final scene. That was fucking amazing. I thought that that was peak Game of Thrones right there. Yeah. That scene, when you go back to that scene, that was such a good scene. I, I, I want, always go back and think about that. I want Cersei that. to know. Fucking love that. Let's go. And then, like, Jamie's like a deer in headlights. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah. He's like, you killed my yeah. my, my baby daughter. Yeah. Okay. So, so did we land on one or? I, I 
I vote Ramsey. Ramsey, a fucking wild Ramsey man, bro. You didn't like Ramsey? He's a villain, but for like one or but I know. I, I guess I don't know. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. Because she was prolonged. I if you say, I don't want to say body counts, but like that dude was some gr- he was gruesome as fuck. Cutting off dicks and shit. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, and he one, got a better death than Cersei did with the hounds. True. They One did. thing I do want to say, um, the Hodor storyline is the most beautiful piece of writing that I think it, it is amazing. The what they did in terms of like showing how he came about that was fucking beautiful, and that's that. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I love the show. And it, he's such a small character, but the fact that they made him into what he was, I thought that was beautiful. And I don't know, is that in the book? Is he mentioned in the book at all? Okay. I wonder if, like, it is still played out with, like, Bran kind of creating him um, in the book. Like, I, I'd like to see the comparison. But I thought that was a beautiful piece of writing. It, it, yeah. So, I love that. Um, do we want to talk about Deathpool or, or no? Nope. I thought this would be a lot more. Okay. No, like no Deathpool talk. I think I got plus two, so I sucked. Did you do a, a Deathpool? They haven't even looked at it. Okay. Jeez. I haven't checked everybody's yet. I just had time. $10. You know who won? Get her $10 back. I tried to push everybody to get their $10 back, but I yeah, think I it's know. either Kyle or Spencer. I'm not sure. Damn. I think they had 20 Fair enough. I, need, I think CJ was pretty close, too, but I don't. I can't remember. I, have to, I, have to go I got check. fucking plus Kyle, two. Kyle, trash. Kyle gave me a 16, 18, and 20 as answers. He's like, <laughs> somebody double-checked for me. I'm not sure what I got. Yeah. He said the first time I got 20, he's like, I couldn't match him up right. And I was like, oh, my. I was like, all right. I'll go it was fun, though. I had fun trying to. Put together theories and I just, stuff. I think everybody thought there's probably more blood. Oh than yeah, there was. big time, big time. All right, my final question: Is this a top five show of all time? For me, I mean, I think, I mean, from the shows I've watched, I'd say yes. But I don't, I don't watch enough TV. To, it would definitely be top five for me. Yeah, I mean, it can be for you. It doesn't have to be all, time, all time. I guess. I mean, because I haven't seen Breaking Bad. I know that Joe loves that fucking show. That's a shit. So this show is an all-time like story. Like there's, it's amazing how they can interweave like this many characters and develop this much like story arc for all these different characters and have a almost pretty good conclusion. Like, as good as they can make it. Yeah. So, are you yeah. excited for the prequel? Yes. Yeah, that's gonna be. I'm yeah. very excited for that. I'm interested to know because they really haven't given any details of like how far back they're gonna go. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely interested. I, they're already like casting for it and stuff. So I guess another question that was on here, but, uh, we didn't get to, do you think at all, if, if the prequel is a success, could you see there being a, a sequel series, not with the same characters or like actors and stuff, but do you think like down the line we could see democracy fall or something? I don't know. Mm, I think it'd be I interesting. I think, I, I think, I don't think it'll be touched. I don't think you'll see anything after I okay. think it'll be done. I mean, I, you're probably right. As much as I, I honestly, I wish they kind of would. Yeah. I mean, once the books are done, I'd love to see it done again. Like the final <laughs> no. two, the final two books, I'd love to see them. Yeah. I did sign the petition. No. I was that guy. Damn, Sophie Gunder asked, did you see that? She said, yeah, I did. everyone who signed that is disrespectful. She said, do all the hard work. <laughs> I said, well, I was like, yeah, it's like, we're the reason, we're the reason you guys are rich now, so. Yeah. I, they this, could have failed after the pilot. To go back to the top five question, it's it's a close one for me. Um, I probably put it in there. 
Um, House of Cards is up there for me. Uh, so I, I'll go through mine, I guess, and Post. we can talk about it, huh? <laughs> House of Cards. <laughs> well, this is what I was gonna. I was gonna say in terms of the Game of Thrones with the final season kind of being a letdown. It probably bumps it a little bit. I was gonna say I don't know if it really bumps it for Game of Thrones, but I would say Sopranos, Entourage. I know you like Entourage, so talk that shit. <laughs> Uh, Game of Thrones or not not Game of Thrones House of Cards was my number three Bob's Burgers for me (laughs) House of Cards was number three for me but the final season fucking sucked was not a fan after what's the name Spacey got into issues but you did but you did like Game of Thrones you mean House of Cards or yeah I keep saying Game of Thrones sorry the first two seasons I thought it was great yeah House of Cards is up there Um, you watch Stranger Things I haven't that's a top five show for you really I don't want to say I mean for like sh- I don't know, I'll take yeah. ten probably. I mean, honestly, it probably could have been one season, but that's a different story. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, Game of Thrones is up there. I would have to throw like in terms of comedy, uh, like I, when I'm just talking like my favorite shows. I think more in terms of drama, but like I also love um, Seinfeld, Friends, Office. So those are up there. It's hard to category like it's hard to yeah it is it, it is with Game both with both like the I know I know you know but. like like I'm in the same boat with you with Entourage like Entourage is a great show but it's a completely different is know, it in your top five Entourage yeah. oh yeah I've watched it probably like five times <laughs> yeah okay well any final words from the boys it's Thank- been real it's been fun just not real fun. <laughs> Uh, I just want to say shout out to the actors, even though like this last season wasn't my favorite. Like it all was great, like great acting. Like Tyrion did such a good job, like throughout the whole show. Daenerys was awesome. Uh, just seeing that face and when she's on the dragon, the bells tolling, like you can tell, like she just couldn't take it anymore. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Go ahead. No, you go. I'm I'm ending the show, bro. <laughs> you go. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was it was great. I thought I was lucky enough where I got to binge it from two months ago to now and so i didn't have to wait i couldn't imagine waiting for weeks for episodes like damn that. i oh yeah you did catch on kind of I, I, I thought i, I thought you watched the last season i just watched within the last three months okay and it was like and i i was i couldn't stand waiting a month for but the for crazy the part is you became so like enthralled with it like you looked up the shit and like looked up theories oh, yeah, and I we did. would talk and like you know the characters probably more than me now like so I, I respect it. Honestly, it, it's it's weird. It's over. Like I, I still don't think I've grasped the concept That's that it's over. And like honestly, I'm kind of sad that I'm never gonna see another episode <laughs> of <laughs> another episode of Game of Thrones. I know it's like, wild. It's just so disappointing that I mean it ended. I mean everybody wants it to end a different way and whatnot. Nobody's gonna be happy, but whatever. But it's just weird to thinking that nope, next week you're yeah, done. Exactly. You're not getting one no exactly. more. It's it's over. After the, after this podcast off the air, we'll we'll have to talk about what we think is next. Because there has to be another HBO show that's gonna fucking blow up. Sure, there will be. Um, oh, Joe. Joe wants to say one more thing. I'm gonna miss like the viewing experience yes. of like week to week and everyone just being on Twitter and everything. It seemed like a collective like thing. Like I don't know when we're gonna have another show like this where everyone gets on Sunday nights and watches the show. There's nothing better than Game of Thrones Twitter. It's a oh, family. Yes. It's a family Bruh. affair. Mark my word. There's going to be another show, and it's going to be written by Trey Alessio. Just fucking wait. It's going to be wait called on Game it. of Thrones 2. <laughs> no. No, not quite. 
But uh, yeah, it was fun. Thank you guys for hopping on. I appreciate it. It's been kind of a long one. So thank you for sticking with us if you're listening. Um, yeah, we hope that you kind of enjoyed Game of Thrones as much as we have. Um, we talk about it in our inner circles, and we're kind of sad that it's over. Um, a lot of people didn't like the 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 last season, but I hope you can appreciate the overall aspect of it, and I hope the last season didn't bring it down. Um, it's been fun. So Game of Thrones podcast. I'm Trey Lessio, the Dawn of Entertainment, uh, alongside Joe McKinney, Taylor Hutchins, Colin Miller, the Game of Thrones boys, and we'll be back for more. Thanks. Peace.